What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new one coming right at you. But real quick, just a word from our sponsors. Those fine folks that bring you me alcohol and this show week after 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 week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. The video versions are available on Vimeo at www.anwd.net slash videos. The video versions are 99 cents a piece or $6 a month. Streaming will get you all of them. I am trying to get them done as fast as humanly possible, but due to other production commitments, I'm falling a little behind on them. Sorry about that. But this one will be up very shortly. So once again, that is www.anwd.net slash videos to check out the video version. This week, we're also brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box for epic geek and gaming items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items and more. You have to the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So sign up today at www.trylootcrate.com slash anwd Enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% on any new subscription. You will not regret it. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please has one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends it to thousands of its members worldwide. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and has features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. You can't beat it. Rad vinyl, new art, awesome cocktails. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. So if you want to start getting some awesome vinyl today, go to www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. My guest this week is adult performer Lexi Lore. Lexi is a fucking lifesaver. Came into the show on almost no notice. We had a great time. She's really a fun person. In addition to checking out this, go check out her YouTube channel where she gets super personal and talks about a bunch of real life shit. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. that you look at me before you laugh at me it's not how you look at me okay i won't look at you like that by I'll, the way i'll hide behind the mic just hide behind the mic yeah we're actually going now okay so just 30 seconds into this before we even got on air lexi's already decided that she's not going to make eye contact with me for this whole show she's just like i'm gonna hide behind the mic yeah I mean, as long as you're not hiding behind the mic on camera, I don't really care. Oh, like this? Yeah. That like, is... my name is Mystery Woman? Yeah, there are whole episodes like that. Really? Like, hiding behind the mic? Yeah, people just not being aware of their angle. Right, so it's like, this would be the angle. Exactly. Not everyone gets it. And that's how porn works, too. 
Yeah, these were porn performers. Right, like, it, it's the whole concept of, like, opening up to the camera, and people don't get it on set. And I guess they don't get it here either. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, camera angle? It's, it's even set up so you can see your own angle. Yeah, so I can tell if I, like, you know, am in the shot, or under the table, or wherever I go. Well, that would be a first. No that one's, would be a first. No one's hid under the table during the show before. Well, if you sing happy birthday to me... I might hide under the table. Is today your birthday? No, not yet. Then I'm not singing you happy fucking birthday. But it's in October. We're so close. It's January. I'm, yes. My birthday's closer than yours. When's your birthday? February. Happy birthday. If you sing me happy birthday, wow. I'm going to the table. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to sing happy birthday. That'd be embarrassing. For everyone involved. Well, more so for me. I would just turn bright red and... Yeah, you don't like the happy birthday thing. I don't think anyone likes the happy birthday thing. Like, what do you do when someone sings happy birthday to you? Especially in a public place. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I mean, I have some friends that are absolute dicks and will do that to people when it's not their birthday. Right. Like, I can take a bunch of dicks and all my holes on camera and, like, be super proud of it and do this embarrassing dumb shit. But if you sing happy birthday to me, oh, my God, especially at a fucking restaurant... I hate that shit, especially when they try to make it a secret and then they come out and it's like a whole group of people. And I'm like, ah. anxiety. One of the Korean barbecue places I go to has a whole lighting change for when they do happy birthday. For oh, people. no. Oh. Like the lights dim in the dining room. I'm like sweating just thinking about it. It's scary. I mean, that place is just nowhere you want to be. The lights dim. They sing happy birthday and they serve a lot of meat, which is all not things you want. Good point. Yeah. It's not what I want. It's like, no, no, that sounds like hell on earth. Not to me. To not to you, because you go there. <laughs> exactly. I, There's a reason. I like all you can eat meat. Right, yeah. It makes me happy. It, you know, the dopamine receptors are like, mm, grilled meats. Yeah, you gotta do what makes you happy. It's what I try to do. It's how I try to live my life. One step at a time. Well, sometimes a stumble, a fall. Stumble, fall, right, yeah. Wake up in a gutter somewhere like, ugh. Word, how did that happen? <laughs> well, we made it here, so. Not dead yet. Not dead yet. That's a good, that should be a t-shirt. Probably already is a t-shirt. I will bet money it is already a t-shirt. We'll find out right now. Google it. So what's been going on with you? And it is a t-shirt in multiple fonts. Multiple fonts. <laughs> uh, um, What's been going on with me? I did some errands today. went to Pilates. I got some alcohol, showed up, show is saved, I'm a superhero. You are a fucking I really, superhero. Yeah, I didn't really do a whole lot today. I mean, that's pretty much my life every day. It's not really as interesting as people think. I mean, I work, but people don't know how often I'm actually working, you know? It's like I have so many days to just not do anything. That is the fucking luck of being a young hot starlet is... You can work enough where it's like, oh, you actually get free fucking time. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm focused on my own shit. I started, you're doing YouTube shit now. Right. I mean, I've been super on and off with my YouTube shit. I literally have, I counted today. I have 11 videos, but it took me a long time to post when I posted a video yesterday. But before that, I don't know why people search for me on YouTube so much. Maybe, like, they don't want their parents to know. You know, like, I don't know. It's really strange, but um, 
No, I came back to my YouTube channel and I had like 25,000 subscribers and like a lot of my views have over 100,000 views. I don't know why though. Like I don't really promote it. People are just searching me on YouTube. Either they're just Googling you and it's like, you porn, YouTube? Yeah, you would think that YouTube wouldn't come up super high in the results. But I guess it does just, I don't know. I guess YouTube's a big platform or, you know, they put themselves high up in the search results. Well. What do you see? Let's see. We got Pornhub, Pornhub, your Twitter, X videos, you porn. XNXX, RedTube, Pornhub, or no, PornHD. UJIZ, I didn't even know UJIZ was a thing. Never heard of it. You have two links to UJIZ here. <laughs> One of them, you get down to the hot meat action. Hot meat action, damn. That's not words I think about you. like You don't want to jerk off to that. Well, Hot meat action. You're a vegetarian, so it's like the idea of hot meat action. I'm vegan. Sorry, sorry, don't cut me. I'm sorry. I know where you live now. You do. You even gave me the code. <laughs> that was a fucking mistake. <laughs> it will be one day if you keep giving the code out. <laughs> well, it's just because, yeah. You yeah. never know. I don't know. It's okay. You would not be the worst person to ever stalk me. Oh, no, I wouldn't be. Someone would be. Not me. So your YouTube is like... It's hidden. It's six down on the second page. But I bet if you search for me on YouTube, the first thing that pops up will probably be my channel. I mean, of course, other people have interviewed me and whatever, but I don't know. You. <laughs> yeah, your channel is the first thing that pops up. Yeah. Then your actual videos. Mm-hmm. None of them are... It's like the fifth or sixth video down. Oh, no. Sorry. It's like someone else's interview or some shit. The fourth video down is someone else's interview of you. Uh-huh. And the sixth video. And <laughs> BTS with Steve Holmes, which I'm not sure that's safe for YouTube. Um, He filmed the safe parts for YouTube. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple other interviews. So it's okay. there. It's there. Right. Yeah. So people are probably just searching me on YouTube. I don't know. I do have the link in a couple places, but I don't like tweet about it. You know, like go watch my YouTube videos because it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I don't know. What's embarrassing about it? Well, it's not just me getting naked and fucked. It's like stuff that people I'm friends with want to watch, like other porn stars and whatever. Like I've had directors message me and been like, oh, I like your YouTube video. And like the kind of style of content that I post on YouTube is just oversharing really personal information and sometimes I talk about other people or like you know just talking about myself and my experience in the industry like I just I really have no filter so it's kind of weird when people are like hey I watched your video and I'm like <laughs> oh well welcome to my world I have 200 plus episodes of this shit yeah people probably know all about you yeah uh at this point it is super prevalent on any dating sites i'm on i'm just like oh my god check out my fucking show learn way too much about my sex life that's funny cool so like you go on a date with someone they already know you basically they already know the internet persona i'm a little more nuanced than yeah i mean you're a little bit different than what you are on on the internet maybe Maybe just a little. Maybe just a little bit. A That's little. how I feel. Like, I think I come across a little bit more horny. Like, I'm always horny, and I love getting fucked every day that I go on set. But, of course, you know. But otherwise, it. I just feel like myself. I mean, I'm not really putting on too much of a facade. 
Yeah, like a little bit because you sat down in the chair. Like, do I look like a good whore on camera? It was the first thing do you I said. Look like a good whore. Yeah, first thing you said in the chair. I'm like, I know that's not what's actually going on here. That's that's all internet persona shit. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's such a mixture, and that's the problem. You know, trying to separate like who I actually am from my job and my social media. I guess social media is the biggest one. That's kind of what like ties it all together. Yeah, because it's ideally the best curated ver- ver- uh, version of you. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad about that shit too. Hell, if I yeah. do, yeah. If you do a deep dive on my Twitter from like when I worked fucking nine to fives, I hated. Oh God, yeah. Like, I need to still go back from like delete tweets from '09 and 2010. Yeah, for real. I'm sure there's like a search engine somewhere where you can pull up all of someone's like old tweets and Twitter. Shit like Twitter that. has an advanced search where you can just do it. That's true. Yeah, you could like search your name and then some kind of like any word basically, and it'll pull up something. You can just pull up date range. Really, you can pull up date range on Twitter itself. Ah, that's scary. I didn't even know. That. Oh yeah, with the advanced search, you could actually do <sighs> date range and like do your account and at a certain account. Like say you at. Right, like a conversation with someone. Yeah, you could just okay. pull up a whole conversation okay. from a date range. Good to know. You're like, shit, I'm, I'm deleting gonna the figure mid- that out later. <laughs> and this is why there's fucking services to delete tweets now. Yeah, like delete everything after 2018. Yeah, just get rid of all that shit. It never happened. 2018 never happened. 2012 especially never happened. You know, there, there are just certain years where you're like, can I just delete that year? Like, What happened in 2012? You know? I don't really remember. I just know everyone says that it was a really bad year. I think, like, collectively, the internet agrees that 2012 was a bad year. Well, yeah, it was a horrible year. The Mayan calendar didn't kill us all. That's that's honestly the most truthful answer. Yeah. Here we are. Here we us. are. In 2020, living in an alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, no, it is an alternate reality, though. I believe that. Oh, yeah, they turned on the Large Hadron Collider and... In 2016, the Cubs won the World Series. We're in a different fucking reality. I believe it. I really do. There, this is. There are things from this universe that I do not remember being reality. So, like what? The Mandela effect. Well, I I don't deny the Mandela effect at all. Oh no, it's definitely a thing. I was just wondering if you had something in specific. My most specific memory is Febreze. Um, Febreze, it was always Breeze, like, you know, B-R-E-E-Z-E, but that never, that never existed. It's always been F-E-B-R-E-Z-E, like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, now you have me Googling, because, like, I, I thought it... Someone even posted, like, this screenshot where on Walmart's website, it was Febreze spelled the old way, the way that I remember it. Because as a kid, I would always say Febreze, you know, like, with all the extra E's. And it, I don't know, like, it just, it makes me feel really weird. Uh, the first article, it says it's an alternate memory. That- but, I mean... There are certain things where I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I could have remembered it wrong. But with Febreze in particular, I know for sure. There are a lot of things that I'm not sure about, but that I'm pretty sure about. I'm going to the Wikipedia page because that's all we can trust. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia, the most reliable source of information on the Internet. It's everyone's favorite. 
Yeah, it's only edited by anonymous people. Do you have a wiki? Mm, I don't think so. I love how this episode is like, let's just, just Google things. Let's just Google everything. <laughs> nope. No wiki for you. Damn it. Don't feel bad. I don't have one either. Yeah. I have an IMDb, I guess. I'm a movie star. It doesn't have all my actual scenes, though. It's not, like, very truthful, but whatever. Oh, this will be on it, by the way. Cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. You are the most enthusiastic human being ever. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, thank you for having me on my IMDb. I don't know. I just wish that it didn't say I have, like, 12 credits. You know, it kind of makes it seem like I've not... Been fucked a couple times, you know? Well, you gotta yell at those production companies for not fucking putting it up. It's true. Someone does it. You're best known for my step my stepdaughter's toss salad, number 14. That is not what I'm best known for. What I'm best known for should be something that I was, like, nominated an award for or something that got the most views. No, it was not my stepdaughter toss my salad. Although I will say that that video, I think, was my first... Fox cover. I could be wrong. Your your top four are my stepdaughter tossed my salad number fourteen, step siblings caught, bang bus twenty eighteen, and all girl massage twenty nineteen. That's Those your top so four. So fucking random. That doesn't make any sense. Got to get an IMDb Pro account so you can change it. I'm so lazy. I have so many scenes. I don't even like someone. Isn't there like a super fan somewhere that can tag me in this? I have no idea how the site works at all. Oh, yeah. Anyone can actually just go in and add you. My fans don't truly love me. Well, that is that is a goddamn shame. Yeah. They should, you know, <laughs> be just in there day and night going through your filmography, yeah, adding it hundreds. to IMDb. Right. Whatever. I guess you can just search me on Pornhub and it's a lot more effective. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not going to jump on Pornhub right now, but I'm sure there are hundreds. Yeah, you don't want to know. Is that a dare? Um, I just don't know what you would find. Like, you know, not even just like normal porn, but just like the weird stuff, you know? What do you consider the weird stuff? Like having an egg cracked in my asshole, you know? That's been done before. I'm sure it has, but... I mean, I'm not trying to downplay your weird stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not saying you are. Just, I don't know. Some of the weirder shit that I've done. Like things that I think about and I'm like, I don't remember why I did that. <laughs> Um, I would wager probably money. But they, I mean, I was already getting paid whether I did it or not. It was kind of just like, I guess my mindset was if I don't do this scene with the egg, then some other girl is going to do it with the egg. And I wanted to get the cool scene, you know, like something different. Like if I'm already prepped for anal and I'm going through all the work of anal, I just feel like I should get something more spectacular out of it something more impressive than just regular butthole sex no i gotta know with you cracking an egg yeah did you lose your vegan powers you know i thought about that so we kind of made it a vegan this is really weird we kind of made it like a vegan thing where at the end i yelled that i was vegan and he like cracked it into my mouth. That was actually a lot worse. It was a lot worse having the egg cracked in my mouth than in my asshole because it tasted really bad. It was raw. But it was <laughs> controversial because I'm vegan. So like a lot of people, I don't know, it bothered some people. It was fun though. It didn't bother me. 
Well, as long as it didn't bother you and you didn't actually hurt anyone. Fuck it, whatever. I turned out fine. It came out, you know. No salmonella. Came out the way it came in. No salmonella. Right, just kind of gooey and... Yeah, like an enema, like a like an egg enema. I don't know. I thought that was the coolest part. Everyone wanted to see it go in, like inside the gape. Like that was the moment. But for me, it was like pushing it out. That's the part that I thought was really cool because I literally just like shit an egg on camera. So that was really fun. Oh, the internet's a wild place. Yeah. So do you do any of that kind of shit in real life or is that just for the camera? Um... Honestly, like, the shit that I've done in real life, like, I mean, I've done a lot of, like, pee fetish stuff, but, I mean, now that my life is on camera and I make money off of it, it's kind of like, if I'm doing it in my personal life, then I also want to film it. So it's kind of like half and half, like, oh, let's do this thing. Wait, we got to film it, you know. So you're just regularly turning partners out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, bitch, if you want on this ride, you got to do it on camera. It's not really a requirement, but I mean, it helps a lot to be with someone who's going to help you make money, basically. Fair enough. Have you had any partners that were just like, no, fuck no? Actually, no, but I've only had um, I've only had two primary partners since being in the business. And the first one, we started it together. So, um, no, it's been pretty simple. Like they've been on camera, maybe not showing their face sometimes, not all of them. But yeah, I mean, I've always had someone to help me with my videos and shit, but it's not a requirement. It's just like cool. It's like, oh, hey, I don't have to go deal with some male talent to get this fucking scene shot. Which is so nice because I hate dealing with male talent. (laughs) Oh, I love you. You're the best. Yeah. Because so many many uh, performers are just like, oh, yeah, I love everything about my job. (laughs) No, it, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's like, they're a little, they can be a little high maintenance, you know. High maintenance people in this biz? No, no. Yeah, you know. Never heard of just it. just texting me all the time and falling in love with me and trying to make content all the time. And it's just like, it's oversaturated as a girl. There's so many guys that I could work with. So I'm only going to pick a couple that I really like and that I actually get off to. And those are the people that I, you know will make content with if i make content like right now i'm not making content with guys it's kind of on and off so if i feel like it or whatever hey there's nothing wrong with that don't don't fucking kill yourself i mean you know you're fucking 21 you don't have to like oh get everything fucking done right here right fucking now right yeah like i'll stockpile stuff so i'll just shoot a whole bunch of content when i'm in the mood for it and then when i'm not in the mood for it i just don't have to film because i already have stuff saved up that's the fucking smart way to do it yeah it's what i generally do with this show but fucking holidays shit happens it does it does indeed (laughs) and for the audience at home lexi is a fucking mvp like oh thanks i'm never busy (laughs) just kidding i was not counting on you not being busy i was just like i mean you were not the first person i texted sorry why is that because I didn't know if you would be available. That makes sense. I mean, I figured you just messaged a bunch of people, really. I did. I yeah. did. But I, I didn't want to, you know, hurt your feelings to be like, why the fuck didn't you text me first? We just talked about this the other night. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I okay. was just wondering. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, like, what is your thought process? I don't know. My thought process was my neighbor who's been on the show a couple times runs a cl- clothing brand and lives fucking oh, half a block away. He was yeah, the first. Yeah, so it's easy. Like, mm-hmm. dude, what are you doing? He's like, being sober in January. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, you're out. Yeah. Then there's um, a bartender friend of mine who's also a suicide girl who's been talking about coming on the show for like over a year now. Like, Wednesday's your day off. Where are you? She's like, at the Getty. Motherfucker. Cool. Well, here I am. And here you are, saving the fucking day. Saving the fucking day with your unchilled rosé. Is it chill yet? It doesn't look fucking cold. I'm so sad. I mean, there's there's horrible cheap wine I could just give you in the meantime. I can try it. I mean, should I? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) No one is forcing you to drink. You can just whenever you think this is ready, I'll drink it. If you want me to drink your shitty cheap wine, I will. But obviously, I have high standards. You can whatever makes you happy. Okay. I'm not here to force anyone to drink. All right, well, except myself. I mean, it's it's called, and now we drink. But sober people have done this show. Really? Yeah, I figured. I Xander mean. Corbis has come on here twice while he was sober. Yeah, smart man. Oh. Mm-hmm. He pulled a fast one on me on the second time. I mean, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But we, he was drinking again at the AVN nomination party last year. Mm-hmm. And like, we had a whole like conversation drunk and like, it's like old times. We're drinking. Yeah. Come do the fucking show. He's like, okay. He shows up like, oh, I'm not drinking again. Ha ha. Ha ha. Is it, you think people, they don't want to be on camera and drunk? Do you think that has to do with it? Well, in Xander's case, like, he has a acknowledged problem. Mm. And he just had a temporary reprieve of his sober life. Okay, yeah. Yeah, award shows can be like that, and nominations. And- I think he had just gone through a bad breakup, too, and it was just one of those things. I don't know what yeah. the circumstance. I didn't really delve into it, but Xander's an old-school drinking buddy of mine from when he was wild and drinking. So I'm happy he's sober. I'm happy he's happy. But I'm, it's also like, I miss drinking with you, buddy. Yeah, totally. And it was all excited, like, oh, we're going to drink again. It's going to be great. Just me. Just me. Well, I chose wine so I could hold it together, I guess. (laughs) I would actually be able to, like, drink and talk. It's a good time. One of those those things is certainly an important part of the show. Being able to talk? Yes, as I stuttered saying that. (laughs) All right. As your host is like, I, I can't use words. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, words are not coming out of my mouth well. It's all Lexi's fault. Yeah, you're nervous around me. Totally, totally <laughs> nervous. Can't you tell? Like, just hands never are... been around a girl before. Yeah, no, never been around. Oh, my God. My, I, I just can't stop shaking. Okay, I'm done. And those are the kind of performances you get out of best non-sex performance. Best non-sex performance. That's funny. Was nominated for it in 2018. Shit. You were? Mm-hmm. What'd you do? I played a rabbi in Jews Love Black Cock. Oh, that's real? Oh, that's real, yeah. Oh. You thought that was a joke? I feel like you mentioned that before, and I didn't believe you. Oh, yeah, that was totally a thing. It was totally real. <laughs> totally. That's great. We won best comedy in 2018. Cool. I embarrass myself on Showtime. I'm nominated in uh, Best Comedy. It's a it 
is with Tommy Pistol. So you have a very good chance of winning. I agree. Because it's Tommy. It's like a just little showcase. It's really cool. I love Tommy. It's called Pistol Whipped. Clever title. <laughs> what is the plot of Pistol Whipped? Um, it's just like a like I don't know, a couple girls and we all basically hate Tommy Pistol, but every every uh scene has a different style, so um one of my favorites is him and Lola Faye and Lola is like this dominatrix and Tommy is like in a bra and panty set and she's basically fucking him and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then with mine it was like um I was of course like the stepdaughter and I was like smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol and like spitting in his face and all this stuff like just the bratty teen. So every scene was like what the girl looks good in that role doing so like you know lola kind of is a badass and a dominatrix and whatever so every it had its own style but it was very funny and like interviewing the girls and explaining why we hate tommy pistol basically so this is basically tommy pistol's four rooms yes yeah that's a great way to explain it nice is this was this all tommy's idea um, you know, I'm not sure. It was with Aiden Riley, who's one of my favorite directors for oh. Evil Angel. I love him. Yeah, I know Aiden. Aiden, yeah, I can definitely see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, every scene that I do, Aiden was also um part of my egg cracking butthole scene. So just everything I do with Aiden is really like some next level shit. It's always really fun and interesting. So those are a lot of my favorite scenes that I've done. Awesome. I'm also deeply impressed you knew four rooms. Um, I know four rooms because I'm in another porno that's literally called four rooms or something like that. Something along those lines. Have you like actually pick seen a room or whatever? Have you actually seen four rooms? No. Oh, okay. I'm just familiar with the porn version of it. <laughs> it's a thing. Well, the, the original's older than you, so I don't really watch TV or movies anyway, so it's like I don't. I'm not familiar. You probably couldn't make any reference that I would understand. You just got a fairly obscure one. Yeah, yes, I sure do. That was fucking impressive. Okay. There's one, I mean, that's a really odd film from 1995. Really? Yeah. See, I have no clue. I don't know. I, yeah, but I am in a porno that's like that. Where you, it's like pick a room and all this shit. It's like whatever. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah. Fucking, I love the, you know, just the most random references. Like, yeah, well, that one I get. But if I make something about a Marvel movie, you'll probably be like, what? Yeah, uh, I would have no clue. <laughs> what do you do with your fucking free time if you're not watching movies when you're not working? Yeah, so, I mean, I've started, I mean, I do Pilates. I like hiking. Um, I film content. I film YouTube. I like editing. I'm trying to list a lot of things to make it sound like I do stuff besides work. <laughs> Half of what you just listed was work. That's so true. If I can enjoy myself and have a good time and make money off of it, that's the spot. Well, that's always the idea, but you did just list half of those things were work. Yes, but they're fun, hobby-type, make-money jobs. It's all good stuff. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying work-life balance is important. That's very, very true. Something that took me years to figure out and I'm still not good at. Yes, because your, um, what is it, your Twitter bio, it's basically like you're either at a bar or you're doing a podcast, to sum it up. Essentially. 
So, what do you do besides go to bars for fun? I watch a lot of movies. Work-life balance, huh? Watching movies is fucking... I like watching YouTube videos. I do actually spend a lot of time... I'll listen to um, audiobooks. I'm I'm definitely into audiobooks, and I'm into YouTube, but not really TV and movies. What authors you reading or listening to? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't really know. I've, I mean, the four agreements is probably the last thing I was into. Um, and like just random shit that my therapist has recommended to me. It's pretty good stuff. You prefer them as audiobooks? You don't want to actually sit there, flip a page? And... No. Um, I don't know. It's nice to like, I can just lay down and fall asleep to it and stuff like that. I don't know. It's convenient. Save the trees, you know? No, I get it. For me, the problem is, like, too ADD for audiobooks at times. You know, I thought... That's why I really wasn't into reading books anymore. Um, And also just, like, the internet, I feel like, plays a big part in it. It's just so easy to pull up an article and read that or skip away from it or whatever. But with a book, you have to really, like, sit down and pay attention to it. And then your phone's going off, and it's like... Yeah, I have too much ADD for that, too. But something about the audiobook, sometimes, yeah, I have to, like, go back and listen to it again. But for the most part, my brain actually agrees with the audiobook. Like, I can listen to it. I mean, I've definitely sat through them. But it part of the reason I got into podcasting was my inability to really get into audiobooks. Because I was working a gig where I had a lot of downtime, but I needed to pay attention to shit. Yeah. But I needed something in my ear holes to... That makes sense. And I did audiobooks at first, but it's like, oh, fuck. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Doing the podcast thing. Mm-hmm. So is, what do you think? Is the wine cold? Hmm? I don't know. I mean, I was expecting it to, like, kind of get frosty, you know, but I don't think it's going to. For the audio audience. Lexi it might is- be slightly colder. I mean, I, what I could do is just pour some in the glass and then drink it. And then put the bottle back in there, and maybe it'll get even colder. Well, because there's left. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's science. Science, right? Yeah. It doesn't defy, like, logic or anything. Nothing has defied logic as of yet. Everything that I've said makes sense. Right. Oh, the bottom is, like, super cold, but this part, it didn't, like, reach. Because it wasn't in there long enough. But that means the liquid should be hopefully cold. It was in there long enough. Are you trying to, oh, so you're trying to take the glass away while I'm pouring it? <laughs> yeah, just what I want. Champagne all over my equipment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm holding the glass to make sure that there isn't champagne all over my equipment. Well, cheers. The fucking first proper cheers of this fucking episode. I know, right? I'm like, how far in are we? And I haven't drank anything. It's fine. I've had a couple whiskeys already. Good enough. Good enough? Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Good enough life. to start drinking it. You'll drink more, care less. It'll get colder. It'll work so out. So true. <laughs> so when did you get into Pilates and all that shit? Pilates? Um, that's a very good question. I want to say probably like maybe eight months ago. But I don't do it consistently. Like I honestly do it probably once a week. So that sounds impressive. It's really not... Um, I think it really took my therapist telling me I should go to Pilates because it's like working out, but it's not really working out. So you're kind of moving your body and you're going out and doing something and being a part of a class without actually like working up a sweat. 
Nothing I'm doing. No Pilates for me. To each their own. <laughs> exactly. Never been appealing. I mean, it was never appealing to me either. I just thought, you know, it'd be like the least amount of exercise working out that there is. That's why I do it. Well, that does sound appealing. Yeah. I know, right? It's a little bit more intense than yoga, so you can actually call it working out, but it's like not really working out. Isn't yoga working out? Yes. According to people who do yoga. <laughs> Dude, I hear hot yoga is actually pretty fucking intense. Yeah, maybe. I, I've never tried yoga. Do you think this guy's ever tried yoga? No. No. No, we have not done yoga. Not in the least bit. Maybe we'd be better people. Maybe this whole podcast would be different if we did yoga. That's really how people talk about yoga. Like, it's such a life-changing activity. I don't know why. I'm sure those people are all so much better than us, though. Oh, them and the CrossFit bros. Yeah, and the vegans. Fuck them, you know? Yeah. There's people who think they're better than everyone else. Why are you a vegan, by the way? Um, I've been vegan for four years, and it's honestly just because I was on the dark side of YouTube, you know, um, just learning too much about where food comes from, and it kind of freaks me out, to say the least. I think it's, like, honestly, mostly the gross factor. Like, it's it was kind of gross, but also sad and, like, you know, factually makes sense, but just mostly I was like, this is really weird, and I can't look at food the same way. So, you know, from that night on, I I started transitioning, like, from vegetarian to vegan, but it was pretty much, like, right off the bat, I was like, I can never eat meat again, and I haven't, that I know of. Shit happens, though. Yeah, it it does. It does. I mean, I eat vegetables occasionally, and that's weird. Yeah, me too. Like, I like foods that are, um, they just don't look like vegetables but they have vegetables in them like i'm in la so it's really easy to eat like a fancy vegan burger for 17 dollars, and it doesn't taste like vegetables but it's you know it, it truthfully is it's all vegetables i know we were at the goddamn rainbow where lemmy used to hang out and you got an impossible burger it's like doesn't seem rock and roll <laughs> you're right Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really into, like, the Impossible Burgers because they, I mean, they just remind me too much of me, which is weird, you know? It's like people say, why do vegans eat food that reminds them of meat if they don't need meat? And I think, like, people can still enjoy the taste and tradition of meat without actually consuming it. But for me, it's like, particularly beef, I don't know. It just makes me feel, like, heavy and gross. I like the fake chicken stuff, but, like, Fake beef freaks me out, but I will eat it just because it's so available everywhere. Like, everywhere you go has an Impossible or Beyond Burger in L.A. It's just too easy. It is. It is. And the thing about it is a lot of the meat products I eat probably are half fucking vegetation anyways. That's so true, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this burger is probably full of fucking soy. and Yeah. (laughs) Like, here's all the filler. Here's some sawdust for you. Who knows? Well, you know, like fucking... Subway sandwiches, the bread had something that's, like, found in gym mats in it. Oh, my God. That's so weird. This is the healthy choice, guys. Right. And, like, also, like, the little subs that you can get at, like, 7-Eleven. If you look at the fucking ingredients, it's like, what is this? It should be bread, meat, and cheese, right? It's not. It's, like, so many chemicals. It's freaky. Freaks me out. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing you put in your body is, in modern society, is good for you in any fucking way shape or form yeah 
It's crazy. The question is like, what's your thoughts on hunting? Like people who eat meat who actually like hunt it themselves. Right. I mean, I think if you need to hunt, then it it makes sense. But in general, it's kind of like, I don't know, humans have such an upper hand in society and we just use it in such a bad way, you know, like with the factory farming and the guns. And it's just like people think that it's natural, but we've come so far away from what is natural, you know, like walking in a grocery store and having all these options. It's like we don't need things the way that you know, other animals do or the way that we used to. So it's just like everything's kind of different now, you know? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Now, here's a question. If it gets to the point where they can like grow meat in a lab, will you eat that meat? Yeah, I've I've gotten that question before. Honestly, I don't think that I would ever eat meat. I mean, ethically, it makes sense if you can grow it in a lab and it's like, you know, environmentally ethical and all these things. I mean, that's great, but um, no, I don't really want meat or like the taste of it or what it does in my body. Like just there's nothing appealing about it personally, but I'm sure lots of vegans would eat meat if it was grown in a lab. Just not me. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's more meat for me. That's true. You can have it. I will. You You can't stop me. (laughs) I had sausages before you got here. And you know what? Like, I used to be really into Subway, which is weird as a vegan. But, like, literally you're paying the same price for the meat and the cheese, but you're taking the meat and the cheese off, and you're not getting calories or, like, the protein and iron that you need. Like, you basically get rid of everything good about Subway, and you pay the same price. So, you're winning. But you're employing so many sandwich artists. I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, the economy is still circulating, I guess. You're supporting the arts. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for vegans. So what do you got going for you? 20 fucking 20. What is going forward? What do you, what are your big goals for this year? Hopefully stuff besides work. Besides work. That's where you really got me. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Honestly, just making choices that make me happy. Like I think up until this year, I've felt super stuck. Like, especially being a Spiegler girl and being so popular and having people try to book me constantly. I'm under a lot of pressure. So I think just doing what makes me happy, it's like, like that's a new thing for me. Um, so I think if I want to travel, if I want to take off more time from work, if I want to see my family because my mom just had a baby, like all these things, I just want to, you know, do stuff that genuinely does make me happy. And I have, ways to make money outside of the industry and also like my own content and YouTube and stuff like that. It's going really well for me. So I think that is my non-work goal for the year. But also I think this is the first year in general that I've kind of had big goals. Like um, I've always felt like if I'm not doing porn, the question is, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? But I don't think that is the question anymore. I think it's more like, what do I want to do for the next few years? Because if I want to step away from porn and come back or just step away from porn, like what do I want to do? And now I know the answer is I want to be an esthetician. I'm really interested in stuff like that. Skincare, developing clientele, working out of my house, working for myself, not other companies. I think that would be really cool. And it's something that I could do here. I could do it anywhere and it's super easy to get a certificate. So I want to do that. And also, like, if I want to um, put a down payment on a house, I've thought about it. But I feel like I want to be able to move around, too. So I might not go that route. No, I totally get that. Like, 
I had property back in Chicago and it actually kept me in Chicago for years longer than I wanted that's, to be there. Yeah. So that's what I'm actually worried about. Um, I, my, my thought process was like, if I'm leaving porn, even temporarily, if I'm taking a long-term break to make myself happy and focus on myself for a little bit, I want to leave feeling like porn did something for me. I don't want to be a girl where I say, oh yeah, I did porn and I got nothing out of it. I have nothing left from it. I don't want that. I want to say I got an education or I got a house or like, you know, I have something to show for it. So that's kind of why I was like, I could be 21 and buy a house. But I'm also like, maybe I shouldn't do that because I want to be able to come back to California or go somewhere else or travel or whatever. Yeah. Seeing as they just fucked up the Airbnb laws. No, you could you could have bought a house in this Airbnb that motherfucker, but not anymore. It's getting complicated. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that is something that a lot of people think about now when they're buying a house. Oh, if I don't want to stay there, I'll just Airbnb it. But if that's getting hard too, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So are you really like regretting porn at the moment? Like you're just Absolutely not, not. I fucking love porn. And I will always love the time that I've spent here. And like, I'm not really ready to leave. I'm just ready to feel like I can do what I want and not what my agent wants or what companies want or I'm at the peak of my career, so I can't leave. I have to work. Like last year, I only took off three weeks total from porn. I took two breaks. And it was because I felt like I, I had to. I had to stay and I had to work and I had to be available. And if Spiegler calls me at 6 a.m., I'm going to be at work at 8. You know, so that's been my entire life for like the past two years. And I just want to feel like I'm in charge. So I think that's super important right now. It definitely is. And that is one of the big pitfalls of fucking porn is the agents don't act like they work for you. Right. Yeah. No. And like with Spiegler, he is the best agent ever. I know that. Um, and I've definitely, I've been with other agents where it's just like not it, you know? Um, but he's definitely like hard on the girls. Like he wants to see everyone succeed. And um, I've definitely pushed myself as far as I could to succeed. But, um, like, right now, it's just, like, I got to do what I want to do. Definitely. Definitely. You're young. You have fucking money to do what you want to do. Fucking do it. Yeah. Where do you want to travel to? Um, honestly, my favorite place to be is just with my family. And they're in Virginia. So it's, like, kind of far. But it's in the U.S. It's not far. Yeah, it's obtainable, you know. Um, but I would like to travel outside of that. I don't really know like where in particular, there's just so many options. It's overwhelming. Like I've not even left the country yet. I, I've got to, I don't know where to you go. Gotta, though. Do you have a passport? No, I need to get a passport. Okay. Do that first. Do that first. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the first thing. That's true. What interests you? Like what, when you're on a vacation and you have no responsibilities, how do you want to spend it? Hmm. That's such a good point. Um, I guess when I go somewhere, like, I like to see the history of it. Um, I like different, like, I don't know, sightseeing. I like nature being, like, somewhere that would be really pretty in nature, I think would be dope. There's plenty of that. Like a fun island or something, but where people maybe speak English. I don't know. (laughs) No, half the adventure is going to places where they don't fucking speak English. I'm scared, though. Why? Google Translate works offline. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've got to go with someone, I guess. That's really the the goal. All right. I'll go with you. Cool. Where are we going? Where do you want to go? Oh, that's a that's a fucking list. There's a lot, yeah. 
I want to go back to Japan. Cool. I want to actually see more than just Tokyo. Because mm. Japan is fucking amazing. Yeah. Absolutely fucking amazing. My listeners are fucking sick of me talking about Japan. Japan. Because <laughs> I have such a fucking hard on for... Japan was the first place I went to out of the country. And okay. it's so wildly different culturally, architecturally. Just everything is so wildly different than the States. Totally. And I fucking fell in love with it. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to go to Spain in four months. Cool. And Portugal. Mm-hmm. Been to Spain before. Spain was rad. Yeah. Get a stockpile some podcasts while you're gone. Yep, yep. That that is the plan while out of the country. <laughs> okay. I can't have to release. Yeah. I am definitely an urban traveler. Like I like going to cities, exploring cities. My ideal like way to travel is get a hotel or an Airbnb in a fucking neighborhood, go into pubs, meet locals, ask them what I should check out. Yeah. Cause could you imagine like coming to LA as a tourist and being like, I'm gonna go to the Walk of Fame. I know, right? Because that's what the internet will tell you to do. Right. The internet's like, go to the Walk of Fame, go to Rodeo Drive, go to like horrible fucking places. Horrible places, yeah. But if you meet some local in a bar and be like, yo, what should I check out? They'll be like, go to this restaurant, go to, you know. Okay. So where do you think people should go in LA? Just curious. Because I read all those articles about where you should go in LA. And those are the places that I never go anymore because I don't want to go. Um, of the actual tourist attractions? Yeah. The observatory is actually fucking worth it. True. Because it's a rad view of the city. But it's a horrible date spot. I just want to make that clear. I'm not into it. Who would take someone on a date there? I've been on two tender dates at the observatory. Truth. That's the truth. Well, stop swiping right on basic bitches. I don't use Tinder anymore, but I... <laughs> Two Griffin Observatory dates and she's out. Fuck this out. Yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out. How many other girls do you think they brought to the fucking observatory? Like, All of them. Probably. All of them. I believe it. See, my first date spot is actually that bar I was trying to take you to that was not open. Yeah. Okay. Because that bar is fucking rad. Cool. But sadly, they weren't open. So we ended up at Jumbo's. And what was your honest opinion of Jumbo's? Um, I liked it. It just felt like there was nowhere to really hide. Like, you were either into it or you're not, you know? So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and there were, like, cute girls there. Yeah. There were definitely yeah. cute girls there that kept coming up to us to talk. And I know, right? Everyone kept coming up to us. It was strange. I blame it on you. But that doesn't normally happen to me when I'm with someone. Like, normally people just leave us alone. If I'm with somebody, people leave me alone. But I don't know if it was Jumbos or you, but it couldn't, like, it couldn't have just been because of me. It was strange. Okay, I'll, I'll take partial credit because they were talking to me mostly. Yeah, maybe you just, you seemed friendly, but also like the gatekeeper. Maybe yeah. It's both. I think that's exactly what I was <laughs> in that situation because that dude was definitely like, yeah, my family, and just kind of staring at you while he talked about it. Yeah, they would go up to you, but then they would look at me, and they would wait for, like, the in, or, like, you know, just a way to get in and talk to me, but I never I never became friendly or welcoming. Yeah, well, you did with, you know, one of the girls. Yeah. But that's I mean, different. That's yeah. fucking different. I like talking to girls, but sometimes I just don't want to talk to anyone, even if you are a cute girl, because it's like I just 
I don't know. I'm an introvert, and yeah, it's stressing me out. It's like all I wanted to do is have some alcohol and maybe look at some cute girls, not interact with them. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> yeah, that dude was hilarious because, like, when he was like, "I'm from Virginia," I'm like, "I'm not gonna volunteer that Lexi's from Virginia." Like, I was. Right, I was trying to like be polite and everything, but eventually I I just realized it wasn't a good conversation. Did he ever hit you up on Instagram? He did not. Okay. That reminds me I should unfollow him. Yeah, you said you were going to unfollow him. You got to keep to your word. I'm doing it right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> doing it right fucking now. I hope Thank he you for the listens to this. I He's going to make knows. a video and tag him and be like, I'm unfollowing you. Oh my God, stop. That's funny. And he's unfollowed. Done and done. I'm a man of my word. And he didn't follow me back anyway, so doubly fuck him. I was waiting for that. You're waiting for me to say doubly fuck him? No, actually, I was waiting for you to grab my glass. Oh, fine. So back on the travel tip. Okay. Yeah, we got distracted. We did. With stories of jumbos and bars and first dates and such. Okay. Where should I go in L.A.? In L.A. Grand Central Market. Downtown. No idea. Okay, it's a bunch of different eateries all under one fucking roof downtown. Oh, I may have been there. I don't know how many vegan options are there, but there's a lot of rad food in there. Okay. One of the rooftop bars, like Perch, Mama Shelter, The Ace. For sure. There's just something so quintessentially L.A. about drinking on a rooftop. (laughs) It's so true. Jumbo's, honestly, is a must-hit place. It is a fucking L.A. landmark. Okay. You know, Courtney Love danced there. Okay. You know who Courtney Love is, right? No. God damn, I'm old. <laughs> Kurt Cobain's wife. Okay. Lids in her hole. Okay. So fucking old. Jesus. Fade away to nothing on fucking Mike in front of you. I'm so fucking old. You, you hear that audience? There's zero no argument comment. from Lexi. Zero no argument. at all. Zero argument. I don't know. Are you insecure about being too old or am I insecure about being too young? Well, neither one of us had any control about when our parents had unprotected sex. That's very true. You know, my parents, my mother was 15, and apparently the reason why I exist is because someone told them that if you have sex on your period, you can't get pregnant. And that's why I'm here. That's not true. Stop. No, seriously. Are you serious? Okay, there's less of a chance that you can get pregnant on your period, but you can still get pregnant on your period. My mother was 15. Actually, she was 14 when she had the sex. She was 15 when she had me. How old was your dad? Um, a couple of years older. I don't fucking know, like seventeen. Okay, so not like inappropriately older. No, no, but they were both stupid. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. Like for me, I would have just googled it. Like if someone told me that I can't get pregnant on my period, I would just Google it. Yeah, you can't Google that shit in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, exactly. So we had to go off of rumors and hearsay and older friends. I mean. You just believe older people. Like, they've been around. They know shit. They didn't know shit. Yeah. So here I am. But you can also have kids on, like, birth control and shit. I don't know. If you want to have unprotected sex and you're 15 and you don't want to get an abortion, 
then you're just I don't know that's very risky that bothers me but I exist anyway too late to put you back in yeah I'm a little bit too big just a little just a little just a little bit (laughs) and obviously your mom still having unprotected sex you have a sister now I know right no I have a I have a sister and a brother and they're like two years apart. She just, I guess she started getting too old. I think she's like 36. She just started getting too old to have more kids. And um, so she just popped them out, you know, last chance, last call. Okay, that made me feel super old. That I, my mom's 36. I'm older than your mother. Yeah, I mean, my mom's only 15 years older than me. So it's like people love that, though. They're like, I tell people my mom's 36 and they just love it. They eat that shit up. They're like, oh, I'm so old. And they're like validated by how young my mom is it's like i know i get it she was young when she had me that's why (laughs) well i'm glad i'm just pumping out hack material right now (laughs) it's like oh this this has been touched on before matt plenty of people have made the same observation first of all i had that moment when we were at the bar and you were talking about how like this happened okay first it happened with the bread i was eating bread and you like pulled off a tiny piece of the bread because you knew that if it was a small enough bite that I would eat it. And you're like, yeah, it's not my first time around. <laughs> and then you did it another time when uh, people kept coming up to us and you were talking about how, oh, yeah, this happens. Like, you know, you're the gatekeeper and like people try to talk to you to get to the girl. So it's like you did that to me twice in one night. Was that condescending of me or? No, I mean, you were just establishing that like, yeah, this happens with a lot of girls. I was just being honest. Jesus. I know, no, but it was just like I noticed. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, you know, experience has taught me these things happen. Yes, you're experienced. Yep, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I've had life experiences. Uh, drink about it. Why do you think I drink to quiet this shit? Lots of life experiences. Yeah. You have to drink to deal with the shit that people say on this show. No. No. Just a conspiracy. I don't know. Breaking out the tinfoil hat on me? (laughs) Matt's sick of your bullshit. That's why he's getting drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, porn stars. Hey, I have other people besides porn stars on this show. I know. You have rappers, I saw. And comedians. And comedians. And other musicians as well. Instagram influencers. I don't know. I guess I guess she technically counts it. Sugar babies? There's definitely a couple of those. Yeah, those are Instagram influencers. On the down low. You don't say. <laughs> Some of them live in this very building. I'm just learning. I don't know. This is a nice building. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You would not be the first person to comment like, wow, your place is a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. I like the books. Smart guy. <laughs> My roommate, because they're not mine. Oh, well, could have taken credit for it, but okay, go off. Okay, I'll, I'll lie to you, Lexi. <laughs> I have read all those books. Yeah, you're so smart. Wow. I am a genius. I have read all those books. Not the picture books on the top. <laughs> the picture books, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the bookshelves in my apartment, the book books are all my roommates. Yeah. The comic books are mine. Well, the comic books and some nonfiction are mine. You have like DVDs or video games or something? I'm like so nosy. Oh, did you not see the wall? Candles on the table. That's hot. 
Did you not see the wall of DVDs around the corner? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't walk around and look. You obviously weren't that nosy. No, I wasn't. Don't worry. I try to not appear too nosy, you know? I don't do a walkthrough when I come in. <laughs> like, just a walkthrough of judging you, judging <laughs> you. Yeah, the judgment walk. So much judgment. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have books at your place just readily on display? Um, I have a couple that people give to me. That's about it. Are these the guys that took you to the observatory? Like, here's a book in the observatory. So one time someone gave me a gift on a first date only once. I've not been on that many dates, to be fair, but he gave me a cactus. <laughs> that is the weirdest choice for a first date gift ever. Yeah. Yeah, we met at like some vegan restaurant and he had a cactus. I don't know why. I like, never, it'd be different if I was like, oh yeah, I love cacti or whatever, but like, no. I, I'm into succulents. I'm, <laughs> but I'm not. Well, but either way, that's still like, hey, here's this plant you can't kill. But it died. You killed a fucking cactus. How do you kill a cactus? I don't know. I put it on my porch and it died. Oh my God. I didn't water it. Apparently they need a small amount of water. You killed a cactus. I killed a fucking cactus. Never breed. See, but that could have been <laughs> that could have been romantic if he was like, "Oh, I brought you a cactus because it'll never die," even though it did die. But he didn't have any rhyme or reason for it. He just gave me a cactus. Well, but that's also kind of creepy on the first date. Like, who knows if this is going anywhere? Right. True. Like, I don't want to give someone uh, a symbol of foreverness. Right on. On the first date. Right. In 30 minutes, I may be like, you know what? This is never going to work. Have a good life. <laughs> Can I tell you something else about this guy? So he's a BDSM educator, and he's he works at one of the three very popular BDSM dungeons in Los Angeles. And I made a YouTube video about him, and his friend found out and messaged me the other day saying like, hey, is this blah, 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 who works at blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I just said no. But like, honestly, yeah, it was. So like... He knows. You shouldn't have had screenshots of him in the fucking video. I didn't. I didn't sure. even talk about the cactus, but it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Yeah. So anyone listening to this now knows even more information. Just put it all together. The puzzle pieces. Sherlock that shit together, motherfuckers. Yeah. So I never go to that dungeon anymore. Yeah. So are you a lifestyle player in real life? What do you mean? Like, are you into BDSM? In BDSM? Um, I'm into particularly like electricity and it is because of this guy. I'm not going to lie. Like he, on the second date, he brought me to this dungeon, um, with my best friend at the time and did some electricity play on both of us. And I, I was really into it. And I don't know, I kind of had in my mind, like this fantasy of like where I wasn't super into BDSM, but I thought maybe he could teach me and we would have this really interesting sex life and it would be weird. And I was into it, you know? But then, like, I don't know, all kinds of weird shit happened. Like, he made my best friend come, and I just sat there, and I watched. And it was only the second date, so it was just, like, a little bit much to be a second date and to, like, not check on me or make me feel like the person that he was the most interested in. So it was, like, there were just a lot of strange things about that night, but I'm into electricity now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, come on, dudes. The rule is always come in the one you love when there's multiple partners. Come in the one you love? Yeah. That's great. Like, the 
person that you're actually involved with is the person you should be having your orgasm with when there's multiple partners. Right. Like if he had like checked it on me or if he like held my hand or if he did anything that made me feel like he was trying to date me, that would have been awesome. But she was more into BDSM than I was. Like she wanted to get spanked harder. She wanted more intense electricity. So it was kind of like I was losing, but it's because I'm a little bitch and like I'm not into pain. So did they start dating after that? No. Okay. I didn't let her. We literally lived together at the time. I was I didn't say anything to her, but yeah. You said it with your eyes. You're like, bitch. I said it in a YouTube video for everyone else to listen to. At the time? Was the YouTube video made at the time? No, I made it like a couple months later. I was like still thinking about it. It would have been hilarious if you're like, hey bitch, hold the camera. No, I think she'd moved out by then because like we had separate boyfriends and all kinds of shit. And none of them were the electro player. No, it didn't work out. See, should have brought something better than a cactus. Right. Well, because like besides the this will last forever part of it, it's like this thing is prickly. I know. Like I can't even touch it. But like that's how he is. Like I felt like he was unobtainable, you know, like this cactus that I cannot touch because his job is literally like revolving around teaching other girls about BDSM and all this stuff that, like, would have been cool if he made me feel special, but I didn't feel special. I felt like another bitch who, like, wanted to learn about BDSM, and I didn't. I wanted to learn about him, so I let him do BDSM weird shit to me just because I liked him. You liked him? You wanted it? No, that makes sense. It makes sense. Like, you, you feel me. Yeah, believe me. We've all done uncomfortable shit for someone we're like, I'm kind of into them. Yeah. Yeah, no, his two things were, like, electricity play and fire play. And I was like, electricity sounds slightly less scary. He, like, literally was like, do you want to be caught on fire? And I was like, no. So, like, violet wand shit? and Yeah, stuff like that is cool. But, you know, actually being caught on fire, I don't know. No, not cool at all. Violet wands are pretty cool because they're, they like, are. They're neat. Yeah. And there's so many different attachments. And you can make it not feel painful. Like, you can just make it super relaxing, which is what I like. Oh, I know. I got introduced to Violet Wands by my mother. That's different. My mom was a dom, so. Wow. That's cool as shit, though. It was a, you know, interesting childhood. I mean, it's a pretty non-sexual experience for me. I mean, maybe for some people, like, it is a fetish where they're sexually into it. But for me, it's just, like, this is super relaxing. And, yeah, if you want to fuck me afterwards, like, that's cool. But (laughs) (laughs) if you have to. (laughs) Right. And I know there are, like, the medical pads and everything. Like, people use it just, like, for non-sexual reasons. I don't judge you. I mean, I'm not into BDSM, so maybe you do judge me. No, not really. I don't know. I think porn makes you kind of like appreciate the parts of sex or interactions that just like aren't super kinky and strange, you know, like just having regular sex in a bed like becomes interesting when you do weird porn shit all the time. You're like, oh, my God, he's making eye contact with me while he's inside me. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like I can see him. Weird. I can see him. He's looking right into my eyes. Right. Like, I don't have to look backwards at a camera. Weird. I don't have to put on a weird O face. Weird. Right? right? And how do you... I don't know. Sometimes it's like, it's strange. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. I get nervous, like, having sex with people off camera because I don't do that. There's so few people that I've had sex with that aren't porn stars. But that's what I'm into. People who don't do porn. Till you turn them out. 
that's true. And then they're like, <laughs> porn star. Like, you're my bitch. You weren't going to do porn until I made you. Because they're so sweet and innocent. Like, the ones who don't do porn, you know, they're not ruined or like sexually broken. They're just. Oh, no, you're wild. People. You're wildly wrong about that. There are definitely <laughs> ruined and sexually ruined people that there are. There are. But I think if you're a male porn star, you're inherently like a little bit fucked up. And every male porn star I talk to is like offended by that. But I don't know. It's like you do it for a living. And then also, like, young male porn stars hardly ever exist. But the ones who do exist, they have boner problems, like crazy boner problems for their age. And it, it bothers me. Like, I'm Well, because a-, a lot of them have to use fucking chemicals to get it up on set. Yeah. And, you know, the old school guys, they definitely, there's something, I, I'm friends with a bunch of these guys, but there's still something wrong with their wiring. Because you could be like, fuck that brick wall. And they're like, on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, like. What their partner looks like, like, I'm, you want me to stick my dick in that? I'm sticking my dick in that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you had to be to be male talent back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's why, I mean, there's still not a ton of male talent compared to how much female talent there is. But that's why, like, back in the day, there's only, like, fucking 15 guys. Yeah. Because those are the guys who are like, yep. Claudio's leaning over me. I'm fucking someone I'm not attracted to. Still fucking rock hard. Right. And that's why I never wanted the fucking job. No, you don't want to, like, you don't want to do it. That's my advice to pretty much everyone. Like, you don't want to do porn. I think it's better for girls, but for guys especially, it's like, it'll fuck you up. Which is weird. You know, my fucking decade in the fucking industry, I've had plenty of people be like, both guys and girls approach me like, how do I get in? And my thing always, first and foremost, is trying to be like, no, you don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you know your former employment is not a protected class? The minute it's on film, it's there forever. Forever. You may get fired from a job 10, 15 years from now. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Because someone recognizes you. Yeah. And there's zero you can do about it. Right. You really got to ask yourself, like, what do you want to do long term? You know, because if it's you want to be a doctor, you want to be a teacher or a lawyer, it's like, then fuck off. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. And the thing about it is, when women were making this decision in like the 90s and the early 2000s, there was some crazy money as performers. Hell, there are performers I worked for. It's so different. Yeah. There's performers I worked for in like 2012, 2013 that were still making decent six figures just shooting. Yeah. Do you know anyone who's making six figures from just shooting anymore? It's few and far between. <laughs> yeah, I do. But it's few but- and far between. It's not. The average person. It's the, the ones who really make it. Right. Yeah. In the late 90s and the early 2000s, there were definitely people making deep into six figures, if not, you know, closer to seven. Yeah, no, I hardly, like, make six figures, but I also do my own content, I guess. I guess that's what you're saying. Like, if I was only shooting for other companies, then I don't know. Right, that's what I'm it's saying. It's the majority of my income. But, yeah. but you're also a speaker girl and mad popular. Yeah, no, not everyone gets to, like, the point that I did. Exactly. Unfortunately. There are plenty of people that are in, do this for six months, make fucking shit money. Yeah. And have to deal with the stigma of it forever. Also have to deal with the stigma of potentially catching HPV or herpes, which isn't fucking tested for. That's true. Yeah. It's no big fucking deal. But to the civilian populace, you're... You know, potential civilian spouse down the fucking line. 
Right. Yeah. They may flip out about that. I, a performer friend of mine from Chicago, way back in the day, you know, she contracted herpes on set. Mm-hmm. It fucking happens. She came back to Chicago, like, was in a monogamous relationship with a dude. And she didn't know how to break it to him, how to tell him. And then he contracted it. Mm-hmm. And it, their relationship, where they were in fucking love, exploded. Yeah. Like, is this the kind of shit you want to fucking deal with before you make the decision to get in the industry? Do you yeah. want I mean, I feel like herpes doesn't turn me away. Like, my thing is, I have a friend, um, my best friend who, like, I, you know, some of my best friends that I've gotten and talked to in the industry who have herpes. I think a lot of people have herpes, but oh, it's de- like you, yeah, you don't get the symptoms, right? So it's like, it's kind of this different thing where a lot of people don't even know that they have herpes, but some people get incredibly unlucky and they get breakouts. Well, and on top of it. That sucks. And you have to take pills, I think, every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you got to take Valtrex for like forever. Yeah, that's but unfortunate. It's also the thing, like herpes didn't have the stigma that it has now until like the late 70s when pharmaceutical companies started selling those pills. Yeah. There are other parts of the world where people do not care about herpes at all. But as I said, like I try to talk anyone who has any desire to get in the biz out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it can it can definitely be heartbreaking for some people because it's like a lot of girls they shoot just a couple scenes and maybe they're only like eighteen or nineteen, and then they realize it's not for them or they're not popular or their agent sucks, and then they want to go back home, but their family already hates them or everyone already knows and. I just feel like that's such a common story. So I feel lucky that I got something good out of it that I'm always going to cherish. Like, I've had a really good time in the industry. My life is so different because of it, but in good ways. So not everyone gets that happy story. Exactly. Like, it's like working in any other aspect of entertainment. It's unrealistic. Right. There are some people that fucking get to be fucking Brad Pitt. And then there's people that are still fucking, you know, being extras. Yep. It's very few. It's few and far between. Speaking of fucking being outed as a goddamn sex worker, that fucking angel who is for ten dollars for a ten dollar donation to the Australian wildfires, she's sending them nudes and she raised. Oh, like, I saw that. She raised like six figures in twenty four hours. Yeah, what the fuck? And then she got doxxed to her family, and Instagram deleted her fucking I didn't account. See that part? Yeah, like her family disowned her. Why? Sex worker. And. That's she, so much money to be donating. Right. I can't even imagine. For nudes. like I'd be poor. <laughs> and I get fucked for a living. Like, there are girls selling foot pics that probably make more money than I do getting fucked in the ass by two dicks. I don't know. Are your feet not pretty? I mean, the problem is that I've oversold myself. You can go on Pornhub.com and watch me get fucked for free. Gangbanged, even. Yeah, so I-, I have nothing left to offer that's exclusive. But people still pay me. Well, that didn't answer the question. Are your feet pretty? I do. I have pretty ass fucking feet. My first boyfriend had a foot fetish. So. Did he sit and paint your nails? No, but I would go over to his house and he would say stuff like, my parents want you to take your shoes off in the house. But then I'd be like, why are your shoes still on? And then he would kind of like look at my feet. But eventually he told me the truth. My parents want you to take your socks off too. Yeah. (laughs) So funny, but. He was great. He was a very good boyfriend. We were together four years. And yeah, he had a foot fetish. So when I came out here, it was like, I was super into the foot fetish thing. Not because I get off on it, but just because I'm like open to it. And it reminds me of like a good boyfriend that I had. It's like, 
Oh, the one that got away was in defeat. He was so sweet. We talk every day, but like, why aren't you rekindling? Oh, it's done. I mean, I would never, I would never ruin our friendship or like being able to talk to him and, you know, just to get back. You didn't ruin it. You didn't ruin it first time around. He's in college. He's doing all the right things. I'm doing all the bad things. He loves his family. He's with his family. So it's like, I don't, maybe it's like, right person wrong time i have no idea but i don't really care like just getting to talk to him feels great and then i can be with someone else and be happy but like no just like having that connection with someone who's a big part of my life it's like dope i love him he's great well don't let him get away if he's that fucking important to you you know (laughs) he's really great go get him gross i know what having feelings for a boy is gross whatever fuck off i don't know like i like also he's poly and he's vegan because of me but he's also poly because of me so it's like we kind of grew into the same things together and we have the same values see shit you do for people you like he doesn't want to get married and i don't know if i want to get married or like i don't know if i care i think i do but like i don't know well it's one of those things with marriage that on one hand it's fucked up to let the government like incorporate your fucking love but it's like traditional and it's like the happy story and like who gives a fuck about traditional everyone wants but it's not no but the thing about it is there are so much lifestyle bullshit yeah that gets fucked by not marrying someone true like hey you're with someone you're with them for fucking ever they're dying you have no power of attorney if you're not married to them unless you have gone through the trouble to set up a living trust true like, is he afraid of commitment? I don't know. Like, I don't know why he doesn't want to get married. He used to want to. And it's like, for me, I'm like, is just being in love enough? Like, I feel like, why would I ever want to end it just because someone doesn't want to get married? But then I think, like, why don't you want to get married? Because <laughs> he's 21 and probably slinging, slinging that dick. But here's the thing. Like, I truthfully do believe him that he, like, has never had a lot of friends and he just doesn't really talk to a lot of people and he says that he hasn't dated or, like, had, I don't think he's had sex with anyone. Wait a minute, you two never had sex? We had sex. I don't think he's had sex with anyone besides me is what I'm trying to say. You think he still jerks off to you? I don't know. You should ask him. I, but... I don't think so. I think that'd be too flattering to myself to say that. My I think one of my exes do jerk off to me, but I think the other ones might be either hurt by it or grossed out by it, or I don't really know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's that's. You should my ask theory. if you're close to him. You think I should ask if he jerks off to me? Yeah. Well, one time, I mean, when we started talking, he was talking about how like. He doesn't want to talk about sex. I brought up like some old time that we had sex or like something sexual between us that happened. And he was like, I don't really feel comfortable talking to you about sex right now. But that was like the first couple days that he started talking to me again. I don't know what that means. So I try not to like be too sexual. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I enough. I mean, scare it, him away. It could be that like, you know, he may still have feelings for you. And maybe that's what my psychic said. I don't psychic. see my psychic anymore. Your old psychic's like, he still has feelings for you. She was like, you've been in contact with an ex. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, you should stop contacting them unless you want to rekindle because they're going to try to rekindle with you. I mean, I don't know this dude, but it's often in the back of dudes' minds. It's like, oh, my ex is back in my life. Oh, she's looking pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty well. Like, pretty hot. Yeah. I can definitely fuck better than when I dated him. That's the truth. I have apologized to him for that. I'm like, I'm really sorry for the bad sex that we've had. 
because I've done so much since then. I've sucked so many dicks since then. Like, I'm so much better. <laughs> you shouldn't apologize for that because the sex you had there got you to where you are now. That's true. You know, and if we hadn't broken up, I never would have gone into porn and done all these cool things and improved my life and been better for him. <laughs> right. I think you should just show him the new you. Yeah, the new me. Go visit him in college. I try to. I know I've thought about it, but I don't know. What's stopping you? I don't know. I just, like, he's never been super flirtatious or, like, he doesn't initiate. I've always been the initiator. Did he initiate when you two first started dating? Nope, I did. So that's the traditional role. Yeah, might as well fucking go for it. Right, and he's not been with anyone else since me. So it's like, if I want it, I have to go after it again. Yep, you got to grab him by the dick and be like, mine. I know. Do that shit. It would be such good sex because he doesn't know any better. I feel so bad for him. You could teach him exactly what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Which, in my old age, having a partner like that just sounds like too much fucking work. What part sounds like too much work? Trying to teach someone to do exactly what I like. Usually it is. Oh, like I would never consider dating someone my own age or younger than me or less experienced than me because it's like people my age are usually doing what he's doing like in college or like just like they probably don't even have their own place, you know, so I can't really date people my own age. It doesn't usually work out, but I will make an exception for him if I feel like going back to him. Well, there's history there. Yeah, because there's history there and it makes me happy. It was my first love. So. you can't realistically fi- try to find a civilian who has as much experience as you. That's so true, yeah. So that puts you in a bit of a conundrum. It sure does. It sure does. But, I mean, he's doing all the right things. You know, I don't I don't blame him for him. He's going to college. He's with his family. He's being, like, a good kid. And I just fucking went off. Like, after we broke up, I immediately got a new boyfriend. And then we started doing porn. And, like, I'm the bad one. I'm definitely the bad one. I'm kind of proud of it. I can tell. Yeah. I can fucking tell. You're like, <laughs> that's right. I'm a bad motherfucker. Yeah, no, I'm not even mad about it. I didn't go to college or do any of that shit. I'm, I'm here. And I'm college happy. is fucking overrated. Yeah, it is. Because here's the thing. I wanted to go to college for computer science. If I went to com- you know, college for computer science, I would not be... I don't think I'd be happy forever. You know, I think in high school I was prescribed Adderall and all this stuff because I couldn't focus. But the reason I couldn't focus was because I was doing shit I didn't want to do, like computer science. (laughs) So I think I would have either dropped out or gotten the job and then not liked it. So I would have had like all this debt. And I don't know, my life would be so different if I went to college for computer science. Yeah. And you there's no guarantee you'd be happy at all. No, there's not. So, at least right now I'm happy and I have enough time to think about what I really want to do. And I've made a plan for myself. And if that plan doesn't work out, you can always do another. It's true. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in porn when it works out for you to do what you want to do in life. Honestly, I feel like there's a fair amount of pre- freedom in porn. More whiskey, Matt. <laughs> That'll help. Always, always. There's a fair amount of freedom in porn if you're willing to put in work. Yeah. That's the other thing. A lot of people just think, oh, I'm in porn. I'm going to be rich. I'm, people are just going to throw money at me to fuck. Like, yeah. no, you got to you know, maintain your body. You got to. I don't know why I'm preaching to you. You actually do it. So 
Right. It's for the listeners. If anyone out there wants to get into porn, you know, a lot of people do. I bet people ask you how do I All get the into time. porn. Right. People slide Here's into my the fucking... the answer. Don't do it. <laughs> people slide into my DMs to ask me how to get into porn. Yeah. Like... And you're not even a porn star. No. And I've never wanted the job. Do you know why, like, I've been able to be around the industry and, like, got into the industry with relative ease? Because day one, I never wanted to be male talent. Yep. I, I started meeting performers and other people in the industry. And, like, what do you want to do in the industry? Like, make movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, seriously, like, my porn, like, you can't see the DVDs from where you're sitting, but I am I a, it. I'm a big fucking movie buff. Yeah. And in Chicago, I didn't know anyone who made fucking movies. I didn't go to college, but I fucking love movies. I started meeting people that did porn. I'm like, well, porn can be a, I can make movies, but like, that's a way to fucking make movies. <laughs> yeah. And that was like my whole ambition of getting into the industry was like, I want to make movies. I don't make movies. You make podcasts. I do now, 10 years after you know, I got in the fucking industry. I've been involved in multiple aspects of production over the years, like been on plenty of sets and i know what goes into being male talent and i've never wanted the fucking job it's just first and foremost like i like choosing who i have sex with true i make a lot of bad decisions but i made those decisions like i made that choice sometimes drunk matt makes bad choices (laughs) but i made that choice yeah good choice no a lot of times really (laughs) tragically bad choices but it happens like, that's the first thing any dude who gets into porn has to accept. Like, especially when you're new, you're not choosing who you get to fuck. Like, you're getting, you're fucking whoever they book you with. Yeah. And you better be able to get it up for them. Uh, have you ever worked with Mr. Pete? Yes. So Pete's first scene, I've heard him tell the story multiple times, was like with a gilf. Okay. And she asked him, should she leave her teeth in or not? For, oh my gosh. For the scene. Fuck. That was his first scene. Fuck. This is the kind of shit. If you want to be a porn star. That's so true. That you're going to have to do. And the way that a lot of male porn stars get into the business that I've heard is through gangbangs. And so many guys are instantly turned off by that. Or being a fucking mope at a fucking... Yeah, or fucking a gilf. Fucking a gilf. Being a fucking mope at a bukkake. Yeah. Someone once who was uh, did bukkakes fairly often was like, dude, you got to come do a bukkake with me. I'm like, No. I have zero interest in that. But, bro, all you got to do is jerk off and they pay you. Well, if you're one of the first 20 to pop, I'm like, no. You have to be one of the first 20? Uh, This is for Jim Camp. Oh, what? I know Jim. I did a gangbang for him, of course. A group scene. Yeah. So what? If there's like 21 guys, then the 21st guy doesn't get paid? Like, what do you mean? I think it's like... 50 guys are there for these bukkakis. But only 20 of them get paid. I'm confused. Yeah. That, You're that's, for real. That's what I was told. That <laughs> is what funny. I was told. And I'm not going to say. I can't make this shit up, though. That's so weird. I'm not going to say who it is, but you know him, too. So. Okay. Right. But yeah, he, he got kind of butthurt when I'm like, no, bro. I have zero desire to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But why not? Cool. I am gonna jerk off on some girl like for fifty bucks or whatever. Oh my God. F- so demanding. It's the least you could do. Oh no, I could do a lot less. Hey, I came out here when you needed me, and I brought the booze, 
And I'm talking to you. Because <laughs> I wanted to, to be honest. But well, thank ignore you. that part. <laughs> ignore that you, you wanted to talk so about. much for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate the hell out of it, Lexi. I appreciate <laughs> the fucking hell out Me of it. Me too. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's cold now. Awesome. Yeah. And you were afraid this was going to be awkward. Oh, you're right. No. Yeah, because you don't have any, like, questions to ask me, but it doesn't matter because we're just talking and it's working. Exactly. That's, Good job. Oh, my God. It's like I fucking have done this a couple times. Yeah. See, there you go. That's the third time that you've talked about how much experience you have. I will continue to lay down my fucking experience. Like, it's my goddamn resume. <laughs> you want to see my resume, Alexis? Do you want to see my fucking resume? Um, I don't know why I'm going to, like, fucking pro wrestler here. Like, Yeah, you are. Swinging around. <laughs> the Rock says. <laughs> As I make a horribly dated wrestler fucking joke. but Well, you're good at what you do. Good well, job. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. I'll take a couple little bows. A curtsy <laughs> even if I was wearing a skirt. Yeah, if you were. Why? You want to see me in a skirt? Um, I don't want to answer that. That's a yes. Yeah. For the audio audience, her eyes lit up when I said that. It was like. You want a skirt? Really? Wow, for me? For me? Just for me. Not for anyone else. Not for the definitely not for the camera. Definitely not for the camera. We're not doing anything for the people listening or watching. Oh, I'm a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Okay. I was wondering where these videos go. They go on Vimeo, actually. Oh, cool. Because YouTube demonetized me a long time ago. Yeah, I bet. So do they demonetize you per video or do they eventually just say your whole channel is trash um so for because the first, i'm partnered so i'm wondering the if first, i fuck it up uh they're demonetizing videos at this point but mm. years ago when it was just audio my audio has been on youtube for almost the entire run of the show mm-hmm. and i tried to sign up for an adsense account and they're like no <laughs> definitely not yeah so they're just like no we're not Letting you monetize. Okay, so you never were partnered. They kind of just turned it down because of what your content was. Right. They, okay. They would never let me partner. Right. Right now I'm partnered, but like almost all of my videos are demonetized. So certain videos make the cut and they do have ads, but the majority of them, it's just because I cuss. Like I don't even talk about porn too much. I just, I'm vulgar or the the topic, I guess, is not suitable for children. Right. And that's why my videos are on Vimeo behind yeah. a paywall. Cool. They are $0.99 cents an episode, or $6 a month will get you all the episodes streaming. Nice. I think um, when I was looking for your content, I found it on, like, Apple something. Oh, no. The audio is everywhere. The okay. audio is fucking everywhere. And yeah. the audio is always going to be free. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so much post-production work that goes into doing the video. I'm like, uh, I need to fucking try to generate revenue off the video. And I'm like, I don't – if you're going to pay – if you're going to do the video, I don't want to run the same ads I do on the audio with the video. Yeah, I feel you. Like – the audio is supplemented by the ad revenue mm-hmm. from my sponsors, but I could run the same ads, but I don't want to sit there and like stare at the camera while I do an ad read. Right. Because like I may be good at this part. I butchered the ad reads constantly. Oh, I think I listen to some of those. Oh, yeah. If you listen to the audio episodes, there are definitely ad reads in front of them. Yeah, I did. Do you know how many? They take- were funny. Do you know how many takes those generally take me to do? Uh, I bet. Like, Hello, hey, what's going on, Jerky Buddies? Blah, 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 blah. Fuck! Right. That's what it sounded like. like it's, <laughs> but I think it's because it's not genuine or authentic. It's like stuff that you have to say, but you just want to say the stuff that you want to say. You know? Is that like kind of how it goes? 
don't, yeah, but they don't pay me to say what I want to say. Well, I mean, they do, but they don't. Yeah, they pay you to advertise them, basically. Right. They pay me to say what they want to say about their product Yeah. in front of what I want to say. Yes. <laughs> so they do care about what I have to say, but they also want me to say in a very specific way what they want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's that little uh, compromise. Got it. I got no problem with that. Like, I would rather give everyone the audio content for free. And if you buy something through the ads, awesome. If you don't, well, the content's still getting to you for free. Mm -hmm. The video, though, you edit. It's a three-camera shoot. It's just time-consuming to fucking do. Yeah, I feel you. You want to edit my videos for me? Mm. You got all this free time. Honestly, I probably would. I feel like my favorite part is editing. So I'm like, what kind of YouTube video can I film just so I can edit it? I hate editing porn, though. That's the thing. Because porn is so cookie cutter. It's like when you do YouTube or podcasts, you're like, okay, what parts are genuinely interesting? What do people want to hear? But with porn, it's like, ugh. Oh, it's funny. Shortly after I pop when I watch porn these days, it's like I start looking at, like, what dissolves they're using <laughs> like, oh, that's a film yeah. dissolved. Like, Same. I could never watch porn again. Like, maybe amateur porn if I genuinely feel like it's a couple and they're really enjoying themselves and they just put the camera down and they're not ruined like real porn stars, then maybe that's hot. But Well, what are you jerking off to then? Um, Sometimes nothing, like my own thoughts or like my whoever I'm dating or like my exes nudes or the videos that we take together like i like watching my own videos sometimes not usually my professional videos but occasionally i have i have definitely jerked it to a couple of my own videos <laughs> I, on one hand it's like that's a little narcissistic on the other hand but it's not because i'm so into myself and watching myself get fucked it's because i'm remembering how good it actually was well but no for sure yeah no I, i'm just there are a couple porn stars, though, that I think are genuinely into their shit. Like, Jane Wilde. Like, she's a real slut. She loves what she does. She loves getting fucked. So it's like, I can get off to girls where I'm like, they're actually super sluts. But a lot of them, they're they're not super sluts. I'm well aware. Yeah. I you am. know. Of course you know. Yeah, no, they're doing it for money or like, you know, whatever reasons they may have. It's not because they love getting fucked by that dick. Right. That's the majority of porn stars. Right. The majority of, like, the porn stars i have on the show it's like we do the show we have fun we go our separate ways there have been a couple of people who have been like so we're fucking right and like huh <laughs> like, uh, right they they just think that they're supposed to fuck everyone i don't know i i don't say no but it's <laughs> it's like uh that's not what you're okay sure oh interesting yeah. it just happens i mean it's just one of those things it fucking yeah. happens yeah but it's still like Every time it's like, what? Yeah. There was definitely one episode that ended up being one of the most classic episodes on the show where, like, the performer's like, so are you fucking me or what? And I'm like, oh, sure. <laughs> I pause. I'm like, so are you doing a bit right now or are you being serious? She's like, oh, I'm being serious. I'm like, okay, then, okay, we'll go fuck. Wow. And we fucked and then got back on air. Yeah. Oh, you got back on air. That's cute. Yeah, we talked about it. That's cool. You've talked about it? That's even cooler. And then that episode ended up becoming episode 85, which is one of the most classic episodes of the show. Wow. Episode 85 is ridiculous. I'll okay. tell you, my audience definitely knows about episode 85. So 
that performer, who will remain nameless. Even though it's episode 85 and anyone can find it? Yes, because there's a reason for that. Okay. Two weeks after it was recorded, four days after it aired initially, yeah. she texted me and demanded I pull the episode. So I pulled it. I'm not about like putting content up if mm-hmm. people are uncomfortable with it. But I was a little pissed off about the fact that there wasn't as much a, a thank you for me being like, yeah, I'll pull it. Mm-hmm. Though I have advertisers a production schedule, this is my fucking business. Yeah. So a com- male comedian friend of mine and I re-recorded the episode. He did her parts, and we put it right back off without any mention of who it is. Did her parts, like said what, like her dialogue word what for she word. Said? Yep, that's funny. And he tries to do it in her cadence. His voice is deeper than mine. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's episode eighty-five redacted. Like, we bleeped out her name. And Is that what it's like now? hmm Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah, it's one of the funniest things we've ever done on did the show. Did you, like, ask her if you could do that? Nope. You just did it. That's so funny. I just did it because, I mean, it's... You can. I can. And it's, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a dick move on my part. Did she say anything? I don't think she's even aware it exists. <laughs> That's funny. I have seen her since, and she has not slapped me, so... Wow. The attitude of, like, just fucking pull it. I don't care about your business. I don't care that this generates money for you. Yeah. I don't care about that your listeners have fucking expectations that there's going to be a show. Yeah. I was just like, what do I do? I don't want to edit a brand new episode from, even though it was actually a lot more post-production work to make that work than Uh editing an episode from scratch. Because I used my original track and then edited in the new dialogue, (laughs) and it syncs up perfectly. It is one of the best things. That's so great. And we're recording another one tomorrow. Of the girl from No, before? of another redacted episode. Yeah, of the girl who didn't want her thing on. Like, the reason why I'm here. Uh-huh. Was it good enough to, like, review? We'll see. We'll see. Because I understand episode 85. The reason why it's good is because literally she fucked you and then you went back on air. Like, people would have ate that shit up if you posted it. Yeah. So you remade it with some guy's voice. Yeah. I get that concept. But was the girl who we're talking about, Did she, was it good enough? I don't know. You're saying you'll find out. But. Well, it's all going to be how Brandon sells it, too. That's true. Because he 100% tried to do it in her cadence last time. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to watch him do this. Oh, it's the same guy. Reading. It's the same guy. That's so funny. It's a yearly tradition now. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. It happens at least once a year. Yeah. Sad. Well, not sadly, but I did not fuck the guest last night. So there's no sex of getting back on air this time. Yeah. So it won't be quite an episode 85, but it'll be funny, probably. Oh, it'll be funny. Yeah. No, with episode 85, Brandon doing her part talked about how my cum tastes. Oh my god, stop. That's yeah, funny. It was fucking ridiculous. And then she just regretted it afterwards. After like being like, your cum tastes so good. Yeah. Two weeks later. Two weeks fucking later. That's she, she's like, did you edit out the sex part? I'm like, no. Why would I edit out the sex part? That's fucking great content. Yeah, it is. Like, don't talk to me two weeks after the fact to be like, I don't like know. how obliterated was she? Not very. Yeah. It was okay. definitely like and she was, you can listen to the episode, she was definitely the aggressor in the situation. Oh, I believe that, of course. 
for the audio audience. She doesn't look like she's all that convinced. <laughs> no, I I actually was being serious. Because it was literally like, pause the tape, like, are you being serious right now? Or are you fucking around? Like, cause <laughs> No, like, I don't think that many people would, like, hang out with you if you were just bringing girls on here to try to fuck them. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would work out that well for you. No, 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 no I really don't. Yeah. Like, I've... In you know the four years of doing the show, I think I've had sex with uh, less than five guests. You've had a lot of guests. Yeah, it's two hundred episodes. Yeah, it's like two hundred episodes. Um, one of which, you know, we hooked up after the show, but we had had yeah, we had hooked up previously before ever. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's different. Um, one guest who's just like, I want to suck your dick, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then it just went from there. Uh, the girl from episode 85. Yeah, I think that's like fucking it. Maybe like three. three people. Yeah, like three people. Like, yeah. I'm here to have fun, not try to you know, fuck everyone who comes into my apartment. Totally. Who wants that fucking reputation? Like, that's why, I like, even when I think people are, like, kind of putting it out there, I'm, like, super cautious about, like, are you being serious right now? Like, I'm, Right, because two weeks later, they might not be. Right, or two weeks later they may not be, or they may just be, you know, I I often interview people I don't know very well, so it's like... That's true. You don't know what you're going to get sometimes. That's scary. That's weird. It's half the adventure. I know, right? Yeah. Because I've, I've definitely done, like, content with people. I try to pick people I know now, because, like, weird shit can happen, or, like... I used to film, like, my boyfriend having sex with people. And, like, I wouldn't really know some of the girls. So it's, like, inviting people into your space and figuring out what they are is, like, kind of weird. So I feel you on that. Oh, definitely. The the audience has also heard this story. I got punched in the head by a guest. What did you do? I was very dismissive when he made physical threats towards me. Why did they make physical threats? Because he's a bad drunk. Oh, that sucks. Made for a great story. I'm not going to rehash it for the audience. It's on the YouTube yeah. channel if you want to see the video clip of me retelling it. But Okay. Well, I'll play it for you when we get off air. Okay. I. It's one of those things like we're having a real conversation. If we weren't on mic, I would just tell you the story. But it's also like I also don't want to bore the audience with a story they've heard. Right. They times. already know. They already know. They're they, like, they've been there. They're like, they've <laughs> been there. They're like, I want to punch you in the head every other week. Yeah, I'm sure you have so many stories. Well, yeah, you just combine alcohol and random people and shit happens. Yeah, that actually, now that I think of it that way, that is a strange situation to put yourself in, especially every week. Sometimes Welcome. multiple times in a week. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But hey, it's what I'm here to do. It's yeah. what I'm here to do. It's one of those weeks. It is one of those fucking weeks, but I am super looking forward to doing a new Red Acted episode tomorrow. Yeah, that's so funny. That's funny. I'm not trying to make anyone look bad, but also just don't be a dick. I gotta find episode 85 now. It's not hard to find. (laughs) I will give you bonus points if you can figure out who the performer was. They're still around? How long ago was this? Uh, It aired a little over a year ago, so probably about... I was around. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's still, I don't know. I mean, she was never, like, shooting a ton in the first place. Yeah. But she's around. I mean, I've definitely seen her at industry events since then. Yeah. But it's just like, hey, don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, a thank you would have prevented all of this. Yeah, totally. 
Is that petty of me? Mm, no, I think just a lot of people expect stuff. Yeah, it's just like I have this expectation of like you're gonna do that. Oh, no, you actually signed a fucking waiver. True. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. That's what the waiver says. Right, and the thing about it is like I'm never gonna publicly discuss who it is. I'm not trying to embarrass this person. Yeah. But I am still trying to have an entertaining show for my fucking audience. Mm-hmm. And having Brandon do her part is just will have you on the floor fucking rolling. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It's like when we did it, I'm like, this is one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of. And I'm not even really like, I'm the straight man in this fucking bit because yeah. I'm just doing my normal thing. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the hilarious part because he's, he's got a deeper voice. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. but Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got to find it. That's so great. Yeah. It's, it, oh, that's so great. And tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. You think it'll be good? Oh, I'm. I know it'll be good. And yeah, my boy Brandon's a professional voice actor. In addition to being a comic, he actually is launching his own cartoon very soon. So okay. Do you so you know like what episode number this is, or what the next episode number? Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to release that. Oh, so you don't know what order they go in? I generally do, but that one I may hold on to for a little bit to you know alleviate who the guilty party is right because it was all over like social media or something maybe yeah, yeah. that 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 gave it away thanks that would give it away yeah 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 <laughs> people could do some uh they could do your research they could do some amateur detective work and figure out who it is so yeah i'll probably sit on it for a little bit like but we're recording it tomorrow um you're a lifesaver so i have an episode next week but mm-hmm. this coming week i'm doing some risky fucking podcasting uh one of my big ex-girlfriends is flying in from Chicago on Sunday. You tell me about this. And she's doing the show tentatively Tuesday. That's so cool. I'm proud of you. This may end up being a complete shit show. That may never air. <laughs> That's how I feel about all my exes. You know, some of them are like worth revisiting or talking to or like, you know, making public on the internet for everyone to judge. Well, she's hot, so I have no problems with, you know, in public on the internet they're like yep used to bang her <laughs> that's great like, there are definitely other people like yeah i'm not bragging about you on the internet <laughs> but being honest there are plenty of people who are not bragging about fucking me on the internet <laughs> okay 100 there are definitely people that are not bragging about <laughs> i feel the same way i mean believe it or not you know not well, yeah, but that job. comes with the fucking stigma of your job. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or also just, I don't know. No, because if like. Things I've done. If you were Lexi in Virginia going to college, dudes would be yeah. bragging about like, but it's the stigma of like, well, you know, she fucks a lot of people. Would dudes get fucking weird about like the possessive parts of sex? That's true. Yeah, even though it's different if I'm fucking someone off camera. I think I do have that one ex, and I hear it a lot with strippers, too. Like, oh, I banged a stripper, or I banged a porn star, or I dated a porn star. Like, I definitely have that ex who's going around telling everyone I dated a porn star. But I think I also have that ex where they're, like, not... Yeah, they're not really, like, not proud of it, but they're kind of like, she was crazy, like, we broke up, you know? And that's kind of all there is to it. 
Well, we were talking about this uh, when we were at the Rainbow the other night. It was like, oh, a lot of dudes, especially in entertainment, are like all about dating porn stars till it's time for you to go back to work. Yeah, that's true. Like, no, I'm banging the object of everyone's desire. Oh, other people are still banging her. Oh, my fucking ego. Yeah. And the way I like to lay it down to people is like, bro, would you be upset if your girl goes and gets a massage? Full body massage. Would you be upset about that? No, because that's unreasonable. But that's someone else putting their hands all over your partner, causing them physical pleasure. But you got no problem with that. So what's the problem with them having sex with someone else for fucking their job? They're going to like have a handshake at the end of it and go with their separate fucking ways. So true. Yeah. They're not going out to dinner and dates and cuddling on the couch after a fucking scene. Half the time it's like, okay, cool. You're done. Can I go now? Yeah, for real. Like I'll come on set and guys are like texting their girlfriends and like talking about what they want to do later. Like, when can I get out of here? You know? So it's kind of like things like that that kind of just make it even more impersonal. Right. They're worried about their own lives. Exactly. They're they're not actually even worried if you're getting off. They're just lo- they're worried. Not. They're worried that you look good on camera. That's all That's, they're fucking worried yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Where, like, when you're having sex with real life, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I actually care if you get off. Yeah, I, I want to, like, cuddle and watch a movie with you after we finish, you know? Like, yeah. All that cutesy bullshit. Yeah. I love it. It's so different. It's so different, but... Right, but people can't wrap their fucking brains around it. It makes people insecure, yeah. Because they're like, oh my god, that dude has a monster cock. Like, yeah. Most people don't like having their cervixes bruised. It's so true. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not, like, into the big dick thing. Like, yeah, I can take it. I mean, obviously my body can take a lot more than I ever thought it could, but it's not necessarily pleasurable. Right, it's aesthetically pleasing. Right, like, I even have an ex with, like, a super big dick, and we had issues. Like, for him, like, it was literally tight and uncomfortable. So it's like, sometimes even having a big dick isn't even a good thing. But, yeah, for me especially, it's like, I am I don't really care. Like, I'm not into it. Now, Alexis Tay, uh, when she was on the show, she's like, I'm looking for that nice, perfect boyfriend dick. <laughs> boyfriend dick, yeah, boyfriend dick. That's a real thing. Right. Like, I don't get where people get insecure, like, Holy fuck, that guy's got a fucking hammer on him. I'm like, yeah, bro. Oh my god, I've so I've totally fucked porn stars where I'm like, I don't know how you have a girlfriend. Like her vagina must be completely destroyed and like in pain. Like I can barely do a scene with this guy and I'm like, how do you date? Like I'm a porn star and I'm confused how people deal with this on a regular basis because I don't want it. In my experience, most people don't. Yeah. I've heard stories like that, you know. I've definitely like dicks being too small, but also like dicks being too big. It's like such a real thing. Right. It's like Goldilocks. It's got to be just right. Right. Like maybe I can handle it for 40 minutes. Maybe I can barely get it through it for 40 minutes. But wanting to do that in my free time, I'm like, no. Not right. Really. And that's got to be a super lonely existence. Like, yeah, hey, it babe. Must be. Hey, babe. Come on, please. It's like, oh, I'm not in the mood for getting destroyed tonight. Like, I'll take it slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard knock life for the big dick motherfuckers. Yeah, it is. People need to get over their fucking insecurities. So many fucking performers would have healthier fucking lives if they could actually find people that are mentally able to deal with their fucking situation. Yeah. There's so many liars out there. 
that's the thing. I don't know if they're actually liars. I, I don't think so. I think they think they can handle it. But once you fall in love, it's like a different situation. You don't, you know, you don't realize how emotionally involved you're going to get, you know? Like, I've had exes where they're watching my Instagram stories and I'm, like, posting with other guys on set and they're like, oh, it looks like you're having a great time, blah, blah, whatever. Like, they're happy and they're interacting with my content. And then you start dating and it's like, they don't watch your Instagram stories anymore. They don't follow you on Twitter. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear about it. They just want you to come home and act normal. And it's like, maybe I had a good day on set. Maybe I had a bad day on set. And it's like, they don't want to hear about it. And eventually, they want you to do girl, girl, or they want you to quit. And it's like, oh, it's such a bad experience. Like, you don't really see it coming when you meet them. Oh, I know. And they don't either, probably. And the problem is, a lot of those dudes taint performers for other dudes. Like, I was, you now, I guess we were talking about dating. There was a performer and I were talking about dating. And, like, she doesn't live in town. So she was in town. We hooked up. And, like, I was hitting her up, like, hey, are you working today? Like, not on a jealousy, like, I'm jealous about you working thing. Like, yeah. I'm trying to spend time with you. Yeah. But I definitely think she thought I was, like, being jealous. Yeah, like, are you working today? Yeah, like, no. You don't live here. I'm trying to fucking spend time with you. Yeah. Because... A uh, week after we hooked up while she was still in town, we went and got lunch, and she's just like, yeah, I know what I said the other night, but I can't really see myself dating someone who's not a performer. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatevs. I can't see myself dating someone who is a performer. It's like but different. She's been around for a while, and it was one of those things where like, she definitely had had jealous dudes. I know. Yeah. Like, I know. Mm, makes sense. And I know her reaction to me like, yo, you working? Like... I guess I should have phrased it like, hey, I'd like to see you tonight, not, hey, you working. Like, I guess I didn't communicate my intent well enough, and it just came across as jealous. Like, I don't know. Like, no. I know what I signed up for. You're a fucking actor performer. Hell, I know you escort. Don't right. bother me. Like, this is what I signed up for. I think you're a cool person. I enjoy spending time with you. Trying to spend more time with you. Yeah. But it is what it is. But I live in a, live and I learn. Like, hey, next performer will be like, I'm just gonna say, hey, I'd like to spend time with you. Are you working? Not, are you working? Yeah. <laughs> like, I I'd like understand. to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, I mean, to me, that's not very triggering. Like to ask if you're working, but I understand why they maybe felt that way. And this is also me just projecting. I never got confirmation of this from her. Yeah. All I got was a um, lunch and. I, I like we literally like did the show hooked up like she spent the night and while we're in bed like so do you actually want to try dating like because we you know previously hooked up a couple times before mm -hmm. that like gone on a couple dates I'm like yeah I like spending time with you like yeah fuck I'm down and she's like I'm down and then didn't see her the rest of the week we went and got lunch like later in the week she's like yeah I just don't see myself seeing being with anyone who's not performing I'm like alright cool mm. Is what it is. Happens. It does. I'm obviously not losing any fucking sleep over it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, I mean, at least it, it'd be different if you ended up in a relationship and then they realized, like, oh, you're not a performer. It's not going to work. Like, then it would hurt more. But Well, yeah, that would definitely suck. They figured it out. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if that's, like, the real situation or, if, like, she just thought I was jealous and... Right, yeah. Either way, it's fine. We didn't waste too much of each other's time. We had yeah. some fun while we had fun. No fucking hard feelings. Yeah. 
And it, it should be that fucking easy. Oh, hey. This isn't going to work out? Cool. It was fun run, rubbing genitals with you a couple times. Have a good life. <laughs> yeah. Like, the next time I see her, I'll give her a big hug. Like, hey, how you doing? But the, the whole point of this is, like, I don't understand why dude gets... That's a lie. I understand why dudes get bent out of shape. It, it took a long time of, like, me being around this, be, being in the industry to get to this point. It's not That's like, true. Yeah. It's not like day one I was like, fuck yeah. Right. Like, it's someone's first time and you're trying to date them and you think it'll work out. Or they want to be poly, but it's easy to, like, idealize things without knowing all the details of, like, what it's actually going to be like. And then it's it's different. Yeah. The first performer I did, I definitely, like, consciously was like, I'm cool with this. But the first time she went off to fucking shoot, there was definitely a grinding feeling in the pit of my mm-hmm. stomach. Yeah. It was just like, ah, ah. Got over it. Yeah. Because I, you know, came to the rally. Like, she's still coming home to me at the end of the night. Yeah. Once again, that's just one of those things that comes with fucking experience. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's like, it's a crazy cycle of, well, we're going to date a civilian dude because I don't want to date male talent. I don't want to date someone in the industry. Oh, Civilian dude doesn't have the experience to actually deal with the situation unless he's a like kink lifestyle player or poly and yeah, it's just a vicious cycle because then like you're in the industry long enough and you've gone through enough you know non performers who just are like crazy and jealous and can't deal. You start to be like, oh, any dude who's not a performer is obviously gonna be crazy and jealous. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. That's so that's so relatable, yeah. Because it's like I I could never see myself with a porn star. Like I never grew up thinking like I'm gonna date a porn star, you know. So it's kind of difficult, and especially seeing that like a lot of them are sexually broken or they're just rewired differently to like, yeah, to either get through the sex or to not be able to have sex because of the fucked up shit that they've been through in porn. So it's like. Dating a porn star kind of freaks me out and it feels impersonal because it's like, I work with you, you're a coworker. I don't want to date a coworker. Like, I don't want to mix the two. Right. You don't want it to be weird when you roll into set, like, oh, I got to put you on my no list now because we dated. Oh. Yes, that, but also, like, there, you know, I don't have beef with like anybody. I'm a vegan. I don't have beef with anyone in the industry right but now. But I have before girls who I don't want to see. I don't want to be around them. I don't want my boyfriend fucking them. But it's like, I'm a porn star. So I hold boyfriends to like a different standard sometimes. I'm like, I don't want you fucking this girl. Like she fucked me over. I dated her and she broke up with me or whatever. Like, so I just feel like there's too much drama in the industry. Well, and there's definitely drama of like, there are definitely some girls out there who would be like, oh, that's your man. We got beef. I definitely want to work with him. Exactly. Like, there's so many levels to it. Like, I don't want to date someone who's going to step in and ruin my fucking job by fucking everyone that I'm working with and making me, like, you know, have drama with them. So it's like, I don't really have drama with anyone and I don't want to. So if I date a porn star, I'm mixing work and personal too much. But also, yeah, like the civilian thing where it's like they can't handle it a lot of times. They're just, you know, not equipped to deal with that kind of thing. And that's just due to lack of experience. And there will definitely be some civilians who will never get over it. Never. Yeah, absolutely. They're just too ingrained in the like, no, that, that's my girl. Like, no. Yeah. Only my penis goes there. Yeah. Only my penis. My my penis. My, my penis. Right. Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, it can be difficult as like a porn star to deal with that with people like thinking they can date a porn star. And then when it's time to date a porn star, they can't. Yeah. It, 
That's why there's a there's a ton of Captain Save a Hose out there. Oh my god, yeah, there are. Yeah. I will save you from this life that you chose with your own fucking Yep. Yeah. They're there for the beginning of the ride, but by the end, they're like, This is temporary. You should choose me. I want to be with you forever, blah blah blah. And it's like I don't know. Uh, I, I was down choices. for I was down for doing both, having a career and being with you forever. Right, yeah, that was the deal in the beginning. It was not a one or the other. Right, by the end of it, it's like the contract change. It's like, what the fuck? And I've said this a million times on air. If you are pursuing a performer and they're an active performer when you pursue them, this is what you signed up for. Yeah. It's a whole nother discussion if like you're a civilian couple and she's like, I want to start doing porn or I want to be a sex worker. Then you need to have a, a realistic conversation and be like, is this in my comfort zone or not? But if you are actively pursuing a sex worker, you better be sure it's in your fucking comfort zone. Yeah. And it's crazy, like, just civilian life on how dudes get about shit. Like, a great example is a good friend of mine was in from Texas, and we went out to a bar where, you know, like, I was into the bartender. Like, you know, her and I had been flirty. We've hung out a couple times. Like, mm -hmm. nothing serious. And they were obviously hitting it off. Yeah. And I'm telling him, like, like I, before I took him to the bar, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of into the bartender. Yeah, I'm like, she's cool. And they're obviously hitting it off. And they're, they obviously have a better connection than her and I ever have. And I'm like, dude, go for it. I'm like, why aren't you trying? He's like, but bro, you're into her. I'm like, what the fuck's your point? She has agency. She gets to choose who she wants to fuck. She's obviously choosing you. So go forth. I'm not mad about it. Mm -hmm. You're my friend. I want to see you happy. But so many just dudes in general. I don't They know. can't fathom that. Yeah, they can't fathom like Yeah. But dude, you're into her. I respect you. Like I respect you, bro. Like I, I don't want to hurt our friendship by going after the girl you're into. Like Yeah, but she's into you. Do I not want to see my fucking friend happy? Right. Like, I like her. She's into you. You're a good dude. Like, it'd be one thing if you were my piece of shit friend. Then I might be like, yeah, I'm going to cock block you because I like her because you're a piece of shit. But yeah. You're a good dude. So why would I not want to see you two fucking, you know, get together? Right. But so many people just, eh. yeah. I mean, especially if she's not into you, then it's like, you don't have a chance and you're not going to give them a chance. It's like the logic. Why? Right. But I was trying to give him a chance and he was just like, yeah, trying to punch himself in the dick. Like, no, no, but. You had feelings for her that she does not reciprocate. Like, yeah, I yeah, do. she doesn't reciprocate them. She wants your penis. Go, go. Do I have to push you? Like, go. <laughs> right. Go, that go. makes sense. Yeah, and nothing more illustrated that I did not have a shot for when they actually like he finally got over and they did start talking. Like, I go into the bar and like, you know, because I still like her, like, you know, as a person, not just as someone I want to have an orgasm with. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, he's such a good dude. Like, we talk every day. I'm like. Oh, yeah. Well, I definitely never had a shot. Like, because you talk to him every day and you definitely have never talked to me every day. <laughs> like, I made the right choice trying to, you know, make that happen. Totally. I don't know. I mean, I think that's just like something from our environment as like dudes as kids. Cause like definitely as a teenager and probably in my early 20s, I would definitely be like, bro, dibs. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's essentially what you're doing. You're calling dibs on another human. <sighs> yeah. Just possessiveness. When you put it that way, like, think how ridiculous that sounds. Like, I saw our first dibs. It's like you're calling shotgun in the fucking car. How ridiculous is that shit <laughs> when you actually think about what you're doing? 
you're calling dibs on someone who may have zero interest in you. Yep. You are potentially denying two people you're supposed to care about happiness. How fucked is that? Deep. It's not all just shallow bullshit on the show. <laughs> Once the alcohol metabolizes a little bit, it gets a little deeper. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you know, known people that are like that still to this day and like in your age range that are, you know, to get possessive for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, porn is like another level to so many people. Like, imagine trying to explain to them porn, how that works, or like relationships. It's like, ugh. So many people just can't handle it. I have never been a performer. I have had to explain to civilian women that no, I have never been a performer. Yeah. No, I never want to be a performer. And I've still been disqualified for my connections to the industry. Oh, I bet. For sure. Yeah. Like, met a girl on Tinder. It's been years at this point. And we're talking. We're like, oh, yeah, let's go get coffee this Friday. Like, oh, cool. It's like, first date. She's like, do you have an Instagram? Like, yeah. Oh, no. Here my Instagram. Like, two hours later, do you work in porn? I'm like, sometimes, yeah. I'm not talent. Never been talent. Never want to be talent. She's like, I- I've had too much experience with guys like you. I'm cool. Guys like you. Damn. Like, cool. Trash saw our way out. Right. Ugh, that's so wild to me. Like, even I've dated a fucking YouTuber, and girls can't handle him because he has fans or, like, people who love him. It's like, so you don't want people to care about your boyfriend. You want to be, like, the only one. You want to feel validated. Like, oh, I'm the only one who can love you. Right. Like, what? You're a special little turd that only I could love. <laughs> yeah. For real. And, like, but people will do that. Like, they'll, like, downplay, like, you know, how good you are of a person or, like, how lovable you are. Like, only I could deal with this shit or you'll never find anyone who loves you as much as I do. You know. So what so you're saying is they're abusive and gaslighting. Yeah. Such a big thing. Well, and I'm curious what sort of fucking trauma in their lives brought that shit about. Yeah, I know, right? Because I don't think people come out of the fucking womb like, yeah, I'm going to manipulate and gaslight someone I'm supposed to fucking care about. Yeah, I mean, hurt people hurt people. So it's like, you know, if someone's that hurt, then it's like, yeah, what have they been through? You know, something something shitty. Yeah, it's just a fucking cycle of trauma. And it's like, why? I don't want kids. (laughs) I feel you. Kids are scary. Like, what if they turn out bad or like a murderer like who knows i'm more worried about them ending up mentally handicapped yeah that's that's hard too yeah like oh god you know if you're a responsible parent there's so much sacrifices you have to make for like a healthy fucking child i know like the idea of the sacrifices you have to make for a fucking yeah a fucking mentally handicapped a mentally handicapped child Right. Just being responsible for another human in general, it's like ugh, terrifying. Sickening. Oh, yeah. That that's why I'm like in my love life, I'm looking for a partner, not like anything but a partner. Cause I want someone who can fucking take care of them fucking selves. Yeah, I know. Like I'm there to hold your hair when you need to puke. I'm there to, you know, make you chicken soup if you're sick. But when we're both healthy and able bodied. I need you to be able to, like, you know, handle your own fucking business. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. Like, and that's why, like, suitcase pimps are fucking gross, too. It's like, bro, you can't get a job, any sort of job. Yeah, I had that ex before. It was a rough time. Well, ex for a fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it sucks, like, just hoping someone will change. You know, you can't change a person. 
But also just, it's, like, super common. Like, I didn't even realize how common it was with porn stars to, like, date guys who don't have jobs. Like, at all. No job. Zero job. Zero income. And it's like, why? Because your girlfriend travels around? Or, like, you feel like it's owed to you because your girlfriend has sex with other guys that she's going to pay for all your shit because of the emotional trauma that she's putting you through that you chose to go through. Right. That you signed up for. Or... In some situations, pushed her into. Yeah, craziness. Super crazy. But unfortunately, a lot of people in this industry are craving emotional intimacy. And those guys present it to them. Right. And it's like, also like being a porn star, it's like you're afraid that no one's going to love you. People tell you. Like, I get messages every day. Like, especially when I was in a relationship. Oh, my God. It pissed people off when I was in a relationship. They're like, how could anybody love you? You're a porn star. And, like, that feeling is, like, super real. Like, you just feel like, yeah, who else is going to be able to put up with this shit if I don't stay with this person? Or, you know, God forbid, you're like, you're vegan and poly and you want those things in your life. It's like, who the fuck is going to love me? Like, hardly anybody. No, I, I totally understand the vegan thing. Like, yeah, who loves vegans? <laughs> right. It, I mean, I yeah, no, I dated someone who wasn't vegan while I was vegan and I thought it would be okay. But they would, like try to eat vegan food to appease me but then when we would get in an argument they would start eating meat to like get at me like using it against me and also like smoking cigarettes because like I stopped smoking cigarettes they'd start smoking cigarettes again eating meat and I'm like what the fuck like you're trying to hurt me like that pisses me off that's some petty shit that pisses me off that's some petty bitch I hate you so I'm gonna eat poison Look at me eating poison in front of you. Yeah, it's like, no, I just care about you. It's like, either make the choice that you're going to eat meat and that's that, but don't start doing it just because you're in an argument Right, just out of fucking spite. That's crazy. It is. And good thing you're out of that shit. Yeah, I am. No, that was a long time ago, Like, but for real, it's still fucking crazy. crazy. That's how I got into the industry, like this bullshit. (laughs) I have so many stories of the craziness. I, I met that dude. Oh, yeah, you did meet that dude. I'm sorry. I met that dude. I tried to help that dude out. I'm sorry. I know. It's so bad. So I met, bad. I met you and him at the same party. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, look at these nice kids. I'll, yeah, I'll help you uh, out. I'll help you out. Right. And I got tired of, like, defending people. Because it's like, I feel like I have to defend this person because I'm dating them. And it's like, like I'm not person. okay. Like, I'm not okay. I'm secretly not okay. That's how it always was. It's like, this is my person. I'm going to defend him. But, like, I'm not cool. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That Been sucks. there. That sucks. Yeah. But you're out of it now. You're free. Right. And it, it's like, honestly, like, when somebody's that shitty to you, it's, like, almost easy to get over them. Like, I moved on easily. But, you know. Not every relationship's that easy, but it was like, that was fucking easy. I was like, I needed that. Thank God. Like, good riddance. That was horrible. Yeah, but relationships like that are there to teach you what you don't fucking want. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it taught me so much. Like, I don't want to be that like that. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be with that person. So many things. You don't have to be with someone who's like, I make six figures. I'm a fucking you know, baller and some. But you got to be with someone who, like, at least contributes to the partnership in some way shape or form yeah because you know if i was a multimillionaire, i'm not looking for a fucking trophy wife yeah i i want to know how your day is and if your day was like i sat around and drank fucking cocktails while you were at work honey cool (laughs) we have a super interesting life yeah i feel you like i i want to be with someone who's like yeah so i did this shit today it was fucking crazy (laughs) 
Yeah. And I, I, you know, I expect that to be reciprocated. Like, hey, I did this shit. Today. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. yeah. What did you do? Well, I waited for you. Yeah, I waited for you. <laughs> yeah. Read a book. Had a couple cocktails. Mm-hmm. A couple red wines. Yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. That's weird. It's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. But yeah, the children thing. That that. Oh yeah. That's fucking weird too. Yeah. I feel you. I'm at an age where like a lot of my friends have kids at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't understand. I don't get it either. Like I really don't understand the concept of children. However, I'm like. I'm still young. Like, people tell you that you'll change, but, like, I don't know. At, at what point do you realize you're not going to change and you don't want kids? I don't know. Okay. At 21, I didn't want kids. Yeah. I'm 38. I don't want kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only time I've ever considered having children was with the ex who's flying in. And that's because she already had a kid. And it was... Oh, shit. Well, if I'm just going to, like, have an instant family, maybe I should have one of my own with her. I feel you on that. I have a friend like that, too. But I also, that's also a relationship I panicked and ran from because of her situation. Like, because she had a kid. Because she had had a kid. Because she had a kid and no real support system. And I don't have a support system. I'm like, I'm going to have to compromise everything I want in life to fucking support this girl. Work the nine to five I hate right now, you know, to help. Be a, be a responsible be a yeah. partner and no, nope, 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 and ran. Yeah. Like sabotage the relationship and ran. <laughs> but I yeah. yeah. I feel like it's it's definitely easier. Like if you've never been through having kids or if you've never been through having marriage, then it's just easier to find someone who's like in the same boat. Yeah. So that's why people who have kids, like they should find people who have kids. Like, you know, because then they, they can relate to one another. And be happy. <laughs> the problem is when you get to my age, it's like a lot of people have kids and they've been married. <laughs> fucking have kids and be, like I, I'm not going to discriminate against someone who got married. Like I almost got married once. Yeah, but having kids is a permanent thing, right? A permanent that doesn't thing. you don't just get divorced from your kids, right? You and that's them. also a partner that's still in their life forever too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And who knows what their history is? It may be fine. They may be amicable. They may have. Both fully moved on. They also may still be secretly in love with each other. Yeah, or at least one party is. Right. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to... I'm not going to instantly discriminate against someone and suss it out, but I'm still going to be, like, one eye open, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you still in love with your ex? Uh, am I just a placeholder until you two get back together? Yeah. Like, if you're honest about that shit up front, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get my rocks off until, you know, him and I get back together. Like, all right, cool. Well, here, I'll provide some orgasms for you. Do you think there's, like, always a chance to get back together? Because, like, for example, my ex, he had divorced parents, but his parents recently got back together after, like, 15 years. Because they had kids together, and they got back together. I don't know. I mean, my, my parents got to- always there, kind of? Not necessarily. My parents got divorced when I was six, and there were zero chance they were getting back together. Mm-hmm. Zero. And they didn't? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Yeah. My mom's boyfriend, like, shortly after my parents got divorced, much cooler dude than my dad. Yeah. There are no hard and fast rules. It's true. Like, you got to take every individual, every situation individually, because, like, okay, 
yeah, those people got back together. My parents never got back together. Uh-huh. There's plenty of people like end of divorce never get back together. Like I got it's weird, like being in an adult age where like I have friends going through fucking divorces. Like I thought people going through having kids was weird. But yeah, I got you. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it had you know, friends having kids was weird. Like dealing with friends that have divorces, like are having to go through that is like Oh, that's some real adult shit. Well, because, like, I don't know. I know some people that had teenage pregnancies. Like, I know some people, like, in high school, shortly after high school, that had kids because, yeah, condoms suck. Yeah. I didn't know anyone getting divorced at that age. So, like, that feels like real adult shit. Going through a divorce? Yeah, seeing people go through divorces. Mm-hmm. Like, have to divide finances and, like, especially, like, divorces with kids involved what do you tell your kids like think how fucking heart-wrenching that shit would be like to fucking have to explain to your kid why you and their mother are no longer together just blame the other party i guess yeah that's fucking healthy right i know yeah like how do you deal with that i don't know yeah exactly like i don't know if i'm equipped to deal with that shit like i mean i um, that's the thing about like everyone crosses that bridge when they come to it because like I don't think anyone's prepared for it. No, until they actually have to do it. Yeah, I feel like you realize that about your parents. Like they didn't really know what the fuck they were doing. It was their first time having a kid, or it might have been like their first time getting married, or like having something that serious. It's like we all just don't really know what the fuck we're doing. Oh no, no. I mean, <laughs> that's the adult realization. Like your parents didn't fuck. No, know. we're just all old children. <laughs> We're all just old children. That's right. all we are. Right. We're just going through things as we go through them. Right. We're we're allowing our experiences to bias us in a lot of situations. It's like, oh, well, that's how it's worked one time. So it'll probably work like that way again. Yeah. And then sometimes you're right. And a lot of times you're wrong. You're like, nope. That was a one-off anecdotal evidence. Yeah. There was no science behind that shit. Totally. So true. But that's that's just the human and fucking experience. Yeah, you have a unique experience like most people don't have a mother who's only 15 years older than them true yeah we go shopping we're cool we hang out you guys change (laughs) outfits oh we have yeah we've definitely shared clothes before (laughs) i mean she's been through two pregnancies now it's a little bit different but we definitely like wore the same clothes like i wore my mom's clothes to school (laughs) your mom ever get hit on by your teachers Yes, yes, that is a hard fucking yes. The weirdest shit of my life. His name was Mr. Holland. He was my fourth grade teacher. I'm like calling him out right now. He was married and had kids of his own. But my mom would come in there and they were both Cowboys fans. And my mom would be talking to Mr. Holland and he'd be flirting with her. And he would she would tell me about it later. Like I would come home from school and she'd be like, yeah, Mr. Holland knew it was my birthday. I never told him it was my birthday. Like I honestly think... He found it on my Facebook profile. Like, shit like that. Like, strange. Very, very strange. But yeah, my my fourth grade teacher would be, like, asking me how my mom's doing and stuff like that. Or, like, kids on the back of the school bus who are, like, a couple years older than me. Like, you know, because the bad older kids would sit in the back of the bus. They'd be like, wow, your mom's really hot. Like, what's your mom's name? Like, stuff like that I've been through. Um, I remember when I was super young, like... My mother went um, to, like, the skate park, and she'd bring me to the skate park with her when I was, like, probably a toddler or whatever. 
And she'd be like talking about how cute the boys were at the skate park. Like it was really, I had a strange childhood. I remember my mom getting grounded. Like she would go to the Bahamas and she'd be like, don't tell my parents I'm going to the Bahamas. And then they'd be like, where is your mother? And I'd be like, she went to the Bahamas, you know, stuff like that. Or like she wasn't supposed to drive in the snow and I would get in trouble because I would, you know, kids, they, they have to tell the truth. You know, they get scared. So I'd tell the truth. I'd be like, my mom was driving in the snow again. Like it was so weird growing up with my mom. Like I remember it. And that is 100% accurate. You grew up with your mom. I literally grew up with my mom. I remember, like, her 20th birthday or whatever, and they're like, your mom's not a kid anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you were almost in first grade when she could legally drink, right? (sighs) Right. I know. It's so weird. Like, the more you think about it, it's so weird. And, like, I dated somebody 10 years older than me. So, like, they're closer to my mom's age than me. That's weird. Oh, you definitely have scene partners that are older than your mother. Oh, that's no doubt. I've had scene partners older than my fucking grandfather. Because I have a step-grandfather. Like, um, he just turned, like, 50. I've definitely fucked people older than 50. My life is weird. Yeah. Welcome. There's nothing wrong with it. Who wants to live a fucking... I love it. I love my life. It's great. And no, like, I don't think about my fucking family when I'm fucking people. Doing Whoa, these I didn't put, that out. Scenes. I didn't put pe- that out there. You didn't put that out there, but fans have, you know. Of course they have. Like, what? how does it feel? Like, do you think about your grandfather when you're fucking people, like, older than them? And I'm like, no, that's so weird. But these are the same people that, like, declare their love for you. Yes. In uh, the drop of hat, like... I genuinely believe that some of these fans would marry me, like, without even meeting me or talking to me. Like, they're just ready to go. Like, they're ready for a future and kids with me. Bros, I'm just giving you a warning right now. Don't do it. Don't. No, don't. I don't. I'm not down for it. But maybe there's a porn star somewhere who's like, yeah, I'll marry anyone. Like, just don't do it if you find that porn star. Yeah. You don't want it. I've been plenty. I've been on the reply alls to enough fucking thirsty porn fans it happened today it happened what oh. happened so lacey lennon yeah oh she like tagged you in something yeah tell me about it so she tagged me in a nude apparently she meant to tag slam dog films i don't know why i came up okay like at first i'm like did she just tag a bunch of people nope just me what the fuck <laughs> like within minutes yeah hundreds of likes a ton of retweets and just you know a bunch of reply alls. So I don't know if you're aware of this. One of my favorite pastimes is to reply to reply alls like it's meant for me. Okay. Like when people send thirsty shit to whatever performers tagged with me. Yeah. It brings me the great joy to act like it was meant. For it was me. for you. Okay. So I started, and I couldn't keep up with it because they were just coming too fucking fast. <laughs> Eventually, Lacey caught it. It was like, oh, my bad. Yeah. I started going for it. Some of them replied. Like, one of them thought I was the photographer. He's like, well, I, I mentioned you, bro. I, I meant, you know, <laughs> good job, both of you. I'm like, <laughs> I have nothing to do with this photo. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I think Lacey is trolling me for some reason. I don't know what I did to her. She eventually was like, oh, my bad. That's funny. But it's cool. Like, uh, tentatively, she's going to come do the show because of all this. So Really? Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Cool. I sent to the DMs. I'm like... Hey, I'm serious. Do you want to come do the show? Mm, Since you put me through all this shit. 
Haven't met her in person. She photographs very well. Yes, she does. I know. I made a tweet about how I was like, I was like, okay, who's going to date me in 2020? Not that I'm actually ready to date anybody in 2020, but just like, you know, who like who's out there who wants to reply and like Lacey replied and I was like oh my god I've never like talked to her in person though I just think she's really hot I like blondes and I like redheads I'm so. right there with you on the redheads I, I have a fucking weakness but for like redheads. natural redheads like how do you like if it's not natural how do you get that color of red like I, I just I love natural redheads I think well I like natural hot. redheads but I also like full on like golf club like fucking like red. bright red yeah. yeah i used to have like bright well i used to have every color of hair but i don't know like i guess probably because i've had the bright red hair i'm like i really want the natural red you know oh. i think it's hot oh i think it's hot i think they're both hot i mean yeah i feel you i'm into it i'm into it like i have a weakness for redheads i have definitely had sex yes. with some unattractive redheads well they exist of course but redheads are well it, but it, like if that girl had been a brunette or a blonde i'd be like nah i'm cool like, oh, you're right. I'm in. I'm yeah. In. I don't trust girls with brown hair. I don't know if it's because my natural hair color is brown or if it's just because, like, this girl that basically, like, my boyfriend kind of cheated on me with a girl with brown hair. So, like, I don't trust girls with brown hair anymore. It's so stupid because so many. Dude, girls like, I don't trust hair. the majority of women. Exactly. That's the problem with it. So I'm just like, oh, blondes and redheads, they look so sweet. But, like, girls with dark hair, I'm like, no, I don't trust you. Doing a mental tally in my head, I'm like, Handful of redheads, less, fewer blondes. The majority have been brunettes, but. Yep. <laughs> but I think that's statistically how the numbers go, too, so. That's true. It's like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Your partner ratio matches up with, like, the natural human hair color, Matt. Yeah, Good job. normal. <laughs> Good job. Holy fuck. We have been going at this for quite some time. Probably should actually wrap this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea how long it's been. Uh, two and a half hours. That's a good amount of time. It is. And yeah. you were worried about like, filling the content. Yeah, no, I thought we'd have nothing to talk about. I don't know why you had that silly fucking thought. You're good at what you do. It's all aww, you. Aw, aw, aw. blush. Aw, 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 aw. Whatever, you've heard it too many times. Moving on. Aw. Too experienced. You're jaded. Definitely. <laughs> a super jaded human being. Anyways. Lexi, where can they find you on the social media? You can find me on Twitter at Lexi Lore, and you can find me on Instagram at the Lexi Lore. Rock and roll. And any uh, OnlyFans, many vids, any of that fun shit? Um, your YouTube channel that you don't like to promote? You can just search Lexi Lore on YouTube. Apparently, we found out I'm the first result. Um, also, my mini vids, you can do thelexilore.com and it'll take you to my mini vids cool go do it spend that money keep Lexi in a lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to please because I don't remember what normal life is like anymore so and she's not looking to go back that's so true and as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at and Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Redacted episode coming at you real fucking soon. <laughs>